Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Oh, baby! What is up, Buffalo Fanatic Z-Bot here? It's the big three. Back from sabbatical to my right side. It is the legend himself. He's got the legendary shirt on. I think it says legend. Hey, It's one to no one. It's my man, Rico. And below me, another Yo. rated rev. And What's it's good, baby? baby? We couldn't wait till Thursday this week. And the reason we can't wait is because football is officially back, baby. Training camp underway and kicked off yesterday. Back in action today. And finally, folks, we have legitimate Buffalo Bills football to talk about, fellas. How good does it feel? We're less than seven weeks away, and we finally get to see the boys back on the field. Rev, talk to me, baby. How are you feeling? Man, I am fired all the way up, man. This is what I've been waiting for the entire offseason for us to finally get back into some real football. And, yo, I'm pumped. But I'm also pumped, man, that that, that my, my brother up here, man, looking extra chocolatey, hey. Mr. Rico. Yo, he's hey, back. He's back from Mr. Medical, man. He's back, baby. What's up, Rico? I'm not quite sure I like how my lighting is right now. I'm looking I'm looking real crisp right now. Where my lighting at, fam? Yo, looks good. Rico, well, I'll let you get settled, but I want to know. I mean, you were gone for a minute, and it looked like you had a blast. Tell me, how was it? Did you have a good time, you and the fam? Everything good? Listen, it was good. I got a chance to go back to uh, Ontario. Now the lighting's a little better. I had it right on my face, right? Yeah, it looks uh, good. It's good, man. It's good to be back, man. I missed the mic, man. I had to dust, yeah. dust the damn mic off yeah, to see if I still off. got it. Uh, but we here, man. It was good, man. It was. Uh, I had to you know, go see Mom Dukes. And yep. I, had to see, I haven't seen Granny in a long time. Granny was going to meet my, my new little one for the first time. You know what I'm saying? And she's mm. pushing 100. I think she's like 98, 99. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it was it was good, wow. man. It was good to just get away from everything. And uh, you guys held it down. I got to get I gotta keep it a buck, man. There's not a whole lot in the offseason to talk about. And uh, you guys held yeah, it down. We, we definitely in the trenches, weren't we, Rad? We were definitely oh, doing our, our due diligence trying Brother, to get we it out there. Man. Man. We, were, we were deep in it, man. And and hey, I got listen. The dog days are over. Yes, you talk about it, and 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 most importantly, man, the 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 our viewers have stuck, you know, sent around yes, and kind of showing us up, knowing that there's not a whole lot to talk about. But y'all came through and y'all held it down. So shout out to Rev, shout out to the bot. Y'all even came up with a nice little intro video. Yo, little, oh, oh man, good appreciate that, man. Yo, good to talk. Yeah, to now all I gotta do, I gotta whip up another one for the trio here. That's the hey, next piece. Yes, sir. I gotta whip up one of those. But to piggyback on what Rico said, exactly. I mean, you know, believe it or not, the, the, the offseason, as much as we love creating content and stuff, it is, it is the toughest part of the year, of course. Obviously, naturally, there's no football. But 
with that said, you guys always held it down week in and week out. So the love uh, is not lost on us. Believe it. Uh, believe me. I mean, we could not appreciate you guys anymore. And uh, you're, you're along with the ride with us waiting for football to be here. And like I just said, the dog days are over, baby. Training camp is here, and you know what that means. Training we are just camp. a few short winks away mm. from actual regular season football. I can't wait. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a week or so, week and a half until the uh, the Hall of Fame game, you know, and then the preseason games. I mean, it even though right I'm not there, a big man. preseason guy, it's just that overall sensation of yes. knowing it's around the corner that gets yes. me. What's, why aren't you a preseason guy? I'm actually excited for preseason. The no, guys that we don't normally get to see, and we've been talking about all offseason, it's now put up or shut up. What are yeah. you doing for me in the offseason, right? right? God, well, for me, I'm with you. With the Bills, I'm there, right? It's just the other It's the other litany of games where it's like, you know, the void is, it's almost like if you, you got your glass, you're dying of thirst, right? You're just running or whatever. And you really, like, for me, I know when I'm dying, man, a Gatorade always hits. But it's like mm. someone hits you with a cup of water, lukewarm, room temperature. I mean, it's going to quench my thirst for now. But mm. when September 8th rolls around, boys, I got that Gatorade coming out of the fridge, ice cold. Yeah, and I'm ready to get going. That's what I'm about. It does feel good to be back. I'm seeing Rev's face. Rev yeah. is looking refreshed right now. Thanks, baby. My man yeah, Z-Boss yeah, is holding it down. He's got the dad cap back at it again. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'm excited, Always. man. What Football. topic are we hitting? Yeah, what are we talking about? Let's, let's, get, get, it, man. let's get it. Here, and by the way, I wanted to touch on what someone had up that uh, someone put up. Uh, it was Truth Two Hearts. He said, We need the BF Letterman jackets. Man, dude, I, that. That I don't know. Be, that I, in my mind right now, whatever I got in my mind right now, it's it's fire. <laughs> I don't know how we can pull that off, but if we could, that'd be something. We're going to make it happen. I got a website. I know. I know what's up. We oh, let's do it. Rico's, Rico's got it in the bag. All right, let's, let's do it, it. folks. Obviously, tons to talk about. Finally, training camp has commenced. We have so much to break down today through the first two days of the Bills training camp. But before we get into training camp, there's one thing I did want to touch on because I was reflecting on, of course, the last several years of us being Bills fans, what the Bills have become. And luckily for us, it's gone from, of course, two decades or so of not having much to be excited about to being just overwhelmed with things to be excited about. But the one thing this year, and I think, you know, this might speak to how spoiled we've become. I was getting incredibly excited about the alternate helmet. And we have seen mm. recently a variety of different teams, 14 to be exact, that announced a alternative helmet for the 2023 season that'll be worn during a variety of different games. And I know many of you very much, including myself, were hoping the Bills would drop either the red helmet or something to go with that alternative theme. Well, just today, Adam Schefter Come comes on, out man. to show us that yeah. this season, 14 teams will have an alternative helmet, meaning our Buffalo Bills chose to not introduce an alternate helmet for the 2023 season. I No one loves giving this team love more than me. You guys know that, but we got to keep it real when it comes to things that we don't love right here. And I want your guys' thoughts to me this was a massive drop of the ball. With the hype surrounding this year, it would have been the cherry on top to bring in those alternate helmets. We've seen several teams here to do so. If, if you look here, I mean, there's some awesome ones. I love the majority of these. The white Cowboys is sweet. This Bengals one is off the charts. The Patriots, I hate to admit it, but that one is 
killer. Nice. Falcons red. Nice. So, boys, I'll start with Rico here. Yeah, well, well, your thoughts? Did the Bills drop the ball, or are you cool with not having an alternate this You year? know what? I'll tell you, man. The Bills had the ball high and tight. They didn't drop a damn thing. Oh, I boy. am not inspired. I'm not at all uh, wowed by the red helmets. It does nothing for me. It does nothing for me. Keep it now. If they wanted to impress me, you could just went with a nice black with a like a buffalo blue on there. Now we Hmm. talk, right? But we don't have that that uniform ensemble to put that together. So for me, a red helmet, meh. I it doesn't it doesn't move the needle for me. A lot of people are losing their minds. The Bills dropped the ball. (laughs) The PR team was awful. I think we want have we have one of the best PR teams in the game. But because we didn't put out a red helmet, we got a whole bunch of boo hoo hooing. Man, I'm boo hooing. I'm boo hooing. That's the way I look at it. The Bills did not drop the ball. They got that thing high and tight like Tiki Barber. We good. Oh, What's Jason man. saying here? Right, read yeah. it off for me. What do we got? Yeah, yo, so, all right. So Jason, Jason comes in with the super chat. Jason, appreciate that, baby. He comes in and says, "Yo, as much as it would be cool for the red throwback helmet, I still love the throwback white and red standing buffalo. Let's do it more than one times a year." Yeah. So for me, man, like, like I'm with that right there. I, I, I'm not. I like, I like the, I like the red helmet, man. But it's, it's not like a, a major thing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like the only way for me, I think that the red helmet would, would look good is, is if we switched up the combo. You know what I'm saying? So like. If we did, if we added like the alternative, like the uh, the, the color rush jersey, but like like switch the combos, so like maybe like the red pants with the white jersey. Kind of what like the that. Giants the red- did. They introduced a new jersey scheme with it. Yeah, so, yeah. If we yeah. did a new jersey scheme, then yeah, I think it would make sense. But man, since since we're not doing that, then I'm all right. I'm all right with it. I still think we've got the best unis in the, in the league, hands down, regardless. We got some killer unis, and like Rico said, our our PR team's fantastic. No knocking them. That's why. I think I was shocked we didn't get involved in this. It always seems like the Bills are the team to be the ones to do something like this. Now, granted, the Bills weren't the only one. The major- More than half the, the NFL did not get involved. We had 18 teams who didn't. I saw an interesting theory, and I, I wish I could credit who exactly I saw it from earlier in the Twitter comments, but someone had a thought of potentially having a handful of teams do it this year and then the other handful of teams do it the following year. Mm-hmm. I guess when you look at it, it makes sense because just about half did it this year. And what they were trying to say was, look, man, the Bills got enough going on already this year. We don't even need to add more into the pot here. I get that. But I just think for me, at least, and you guys know how I am. I'm a sucker for all this gimmick crap. Yeah, you are. I was all in on that. You know, I was all (laughs) in on that. So I didn't, I guess I didn't realize it because they had kept trickling out these announcements. I thought that they would keep happening. But Schefter, uh, Schefter put the nail in the coffin today. That is it. But I do think. If you're like me and you're rooting for those along the line, they will be here at some point, but they won't be here this year. But listen, I'd much rather have that Super Bowl ring. And if it's Come anything on, that the Rams just got, I don't know if you yeah. boys saw those rings, but good God, if we wind up getting one of those babies, mm-hmm. I might have to sell the house, boys, just to buy one of those <laughs> things. I, I can rush my head at that at night. When I got bought, I got to ask you, what is it? And this is not just for bot. This is for yeah. all of Bill's Mafia. What is it? about the fascination with these red helmets mm. what is it tell me let me give you let me give you mine and this is where i come from i've had people reach out to me saying that they agree with me completely and i guess this is just the this is just the aura of anything to do with sports okay usually no matter what you're talking about you have people who are in total alignment with you or people who want you dead on the cross for saying something that doesn't align with what their thoughts are right. my personal take and this was an incredibly hot one based on when i tweeted it out because it got a ton of both of those sides for me 
growing up, the red helmet era, in particular, the red helmet with the navy blue, Mm -hmm. that defined mediocrity and how it, it defined an overall sense of sadness and depression being a Bills fan. In the way I looked at it, if this team, by far the best in my lifetime, this current roster, potentially the best we'll see in a very long time, could rock that helmet or even more further, a uniform combination such as that. And I could for once avenge the little kid in me who's the, the, the best performance I got to see out of that helmet was who? I mean, literally, I couldn't even name you one. I mean, that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, the little kid in me, what he wouldn't give to see that uniform combination, that helmet, take the field with some swag and some success. Mm-hmm. That's where I came from with it. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I think everybody else kind of has their own thought process on it. But like you said, Rico, you're not into it. I am into it. There's plenty of people on both sides of this fence. I, for one, I didn't even care if it was red necessarily. I wanted to see what they came up with. I something figured different. it was red. Something, something different. Yeah, just something fun, because why not? And, I, and okay. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some of the comments and and going back to the 90s. And, and you know what? For yeah. those that are, are over 30, like myself uh, and my man Rev, I don't know if Bot is over 30. You know, he's not even over 30. He's still he's still a young buck, right? Young and buck. And 90s was a good era. You know what I'm saying? There was not a lot of nonsense going on. You know what I'm right. saying? There was... All the stuff that's going on right now, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you want to, I want to go back and listen to 90s hip hop sometimes. I don't yeah, know. Today's stuff. So I get yes. that part. But back in the 90s, the Bills were doing it. But that one thing that I keep telling folks, there's a stench that keeps following the Bills. Let's kind of leave that 90s look behind because we are in a new era. We're starting, we're starting mm-hmm. fresh. We got a fresh new quarterback. We got fresh receivers, man. We got a fresh new perspective. On this season, on the season, we have a goal is to win. I don't want any stench from the 90s to even follow us because we get a little bit of that. Man, that curse is just going to keep going. We're trying to, oh, we're trying man. to break the curse. So break it's literally like you're in the yeah. same boat as me, just with the opposite mindset. And it makes sense because you're, you're like me, where like I want to avenge it, but you're like, screw that. Just leave that in the past and burn it with fire. Right? Yeah. <laughs> David Reed coming in, he's chiming in saying, fans over 40. Uh, oh, he is a fan over 40, and he wants to see the red helmet. Well, so they, he's in the same boat as you. Been, yeah. He's on the other, and that, once again, the beauty of sports. Everybody's got it. this. They got their angle. But I think yeah. eventually we will see it. What's my man Jeff King saying, Rev? What's he got tonight? Gentlemen, Jeff, first of all, man, what's going on, man? Gentlemen, good to see you back together again. Rico, your boys here did a great job with the shows. Thanks so much, my man, Jeff. Yo, happy birthday to your beautiful daughter, Rico. Salute. Have a great show. God bless you. And... You guys, yo. I, lo- I love it, man. Yo, my, my daughter just turned nine. Beat. Yeah, it never misses a beat. My daughter just turned nine uh, yesterday. So uh, it's a, it, was a, it was a big monumental day, man. And, and oh, somebody, somebody, somebody mentioned how, how chocolatey I'm looking. Yes, we went yeah, to the yeah, damn You beach, are, man. And the sun, you don't realize how the sun hits you. I mean, oh, yeah. white folks, white <laughs> folks, you guys burn, right? Too much oh, sun. I just, I just turn red. I can't yeah, yeah. for the life of me. I'm redder than hell when Wait, I go out. No burn. Uh, we, we just get a little chocolate, right? And I guess I got a little more chocolate. I, I'm realizing it right now. Um, and yeah, he said the light didn't hit you the same way. Realizing <laughs> right. how uh, velvety chocolate I'm making right now. Yeah, go man. Hey, but Rick, you look look good though, man. So so I, I like the red helmets, man. But I'm not I'm not a big fan of. It. I mean, it just really depends. No, now Rico, you you had mentioned, and I like you said this, man. Like you don't want to have anything to do with those '90s bills, and 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 it's bringing back the curse. What I don't want to see, 
are those ugly 2000 unis, man. Like, like that, 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 that crap with the, you know what I'm saying? Although they just went overboard. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, I know the, red, about. like the red helmets. All right. But the, you know, as long as we don't bring them joints back. I'm, I'm now sorry. Jason's coming in. He's talking about the helmet. I think OJ wore that red helmet with the blue face mask or that, that was a weird era. There was a yeah, weird was era. Weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. where it had the blue. I don't even know how long that lasted. I'm, I'm looking that up here. Here it is. So, yeah, there's actually shots of Jim Kelly with it on. This was a very – maybe it wasn't the OJ era. I'm not – that was actually probably the one bar with the white helmets. But here's Jim Kelly sporting the red helmet, blue face mask. See, I'm out on that. Yeah, we, we fought too damn <laughs> hard for those white face, face masks to give those up like that. But I'll tell you what, though, I don't know what this is, but Josh down with that on, maybe I'd change my mind. I don't know. This is, this is what I'm talking about. By the way, I, I gotta give uh um I gotta I gotta say this right now, dude. If you if anybody's in here right now, do us a favor, smash that like right now. If you have not subscribed and you're coming back, you said off season's over. I'm ready to follow the Buffalo Fanatics again because I just kind of like to chill out. Here's your opportunity right now. Smash that like, subscribe, and there's yes. a little bell. There's that little bell, it sounds a little something like that. You got to hit that go. notification bell so you know when we are going live at you direct because we're going full yeah. or back into it. But let's go, baby. Let's Before get it. Before we get into it, I got to give a big shout out to my boy Bobby coming in tonight hey, hey. with the hey. comma. With the comma, baby, Bobby. <laughs> let's go. And hey, Bobby, but Bobby changed his profile, change pic? profile picture. <laughs> Bobby, Rico, I don't know if you saw this last I Tell the story, man. You were roasting the hell out of Bobby. Bobby's like, dude, chill out. I said, bro. Thank goodness for If Bobby was here, I'd give him a hug that would probably shatter his spine. Because you know, look at him. He's the nicest guy. And Bobby comes in tonight with the freaking comma, baby. There it is, Bobby, right there, man. That comma, baby. Yo, Bobby's going to be right now. Thank you for returning. Apologies again. Yes. You are the man. A lesson learned inevitably last week. Yeah. Don't How does this profile pick up? And don't read stats from this chat until they're verified. We learned a lot of lessons. There you last have it. Didn't we? All right, folks. That was funny, man. That was Bobby's funny. in here, and 106 of you beautiful, beautiful Bills fans are in here as well. And like Rico said, make sure to hit that subscribe button, even though the majority of you already have. Shoot us Absolutely. a like, and as always, ring that bell, because football's around the corner. We got content. Coming like you wouldn't believe. All right. Training camp. It's underway yeah. Sunday and this morning. It was off to the races. And luckily yes. for us, we got people who are all over the place covering it, including our very own Zach Vaughn, the editor-in-chief here at the Buffalo Fanatics, who did a great job covering Bills training camp day one. He was at training camp. And of course, Zach Vaughn does a great job covering everything to do with the Bills, as does the entire BF writing team. No but doubt. I figured tonight, boys, we'd start with Zach Vaughn's article. And of course, if you don't uh, already read the BF articles, what are you doing? You know where to find them right over at the buffalofanatics.com. The BF writing team does an extraordinary job, and you can find all the articles there, including Zach Vaughn's training camp observations from day one. So I figured we'd start there and we'd go down the list here from each mm. thing that Zach Vaughn witnessed in person because Zach went with his dad, was able to dissect yeah. uh, all the individual happenings that happened on day one in person. 
Now, Rico, I think he might have had to go take a leak. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. We've been there before. But Rev and I, we'll kick it off yeah. right where Z Vaughn kicked it off. And Rico's yeah. back, so perfect. We'll all get into this. We're going to kick it off right where Z Vaughn kicked it off. And he started with his number one point being Gabriel Davis and Isaiah Hodgins stood out. Now, of course, these, this is music to my ears, as I know it is for you guys, especially yes, with Gabriel sir. Davis. The hype that we have given young Gabriel Davis this offseason is through the moon. And mm. based on day one, he delivered. Zach Vaughn says the Buffalo Bills 2020 wide receiver draft class stood out for the right reasons. Gabriel Davis may be bigger, but he still made those lovely sideline and toe tap mm. catches we have come to love, including one in the end zone. Meanwhile, Isaiah Hodgins did his best Davis impression at camp today, making some nice sideline grabs. However, he also had a drop on an out pass from Case Keenum. As the wide receiver room currently stands, it's going to be hard for Hodgins to make the roster, so every mistake may be amplified. Let's start there, guys, because we have talked about this before, and with a wide receiver room like the Bills currently have, yeah. a guy like Isaiah Hodgins could be overlooked. How do you look at the room right now? We'll start with you, Rico, because it's been a while since we've talked about it. Mm -hmm. Gabriel Davis, we know, solidified wide receiver, too, right now, and he has got the best years ahead of him, I'm sure, but this year is a big year for Gabriel Davis, and we need that. Talk to me a bit about Isaiah Hodgins and kind of what you see his role being on the team. Well, here's the thing. Isaiah Hodgins is, is in, he's in a tough, tough spot because when he came out, he was that large catch radius guy that we needed, not necessarily there for speed, but someone there to help out uh, Josh Allen. And, and if, when Josh Allen's in a bind, chuck it up so that guy can come down and get it. I, Hodgins is a, is a tough situation because when he came to the league, he got hurt. They put him on the IR. Then the next year, we brought in new talent. So that kind of buried him all on the depth chart a little bit. And he's been. Oh, Rico's in the middle of something oh, good there. But we yeah, lost. He was, man. He, Rev, he... Pick up where he was off, where he was after. Because I know Rev, Rico had some good points there. But you were following along pretty diligently there. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the Isaiah? Yeah, Hodgins so, 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 Hodgins, so, well, Hodgins coming out, man. I knew Hodgins. In fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that he was supposed to be even better, a better prospect than Gabe Davis. Here, here he is. Rico, go ahead and finish. I don't know where I cut off, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get at to is he's been buried in the on the death charts. He got hurt his first year, uh, and then more talent comes onto the team, gets buried on the death charts, and it's not going to get any better. We just keep adding right. talent to the receiver room. It's going to be near impossible for, them to, for him to even crack the 53, let alone – beyond the practice squad because we've got some talent on this squad so yeah. good luck to hodgins i don't know if he's got room for the for uh, on this team this team might not be it uh could we see him on the practice squad very likely could i see him being poached by another team that's possible as well but i mean it hasn't happened since so it's either he's cut or he's remaining on the practice squad but that's as far as it goes man right. training camp is great but this team is too damn deep at the receiver position sorry love hodgins yeah. i've had him on the squad and I've had him on as an interview, but it's it's just too deep, man. We're just too deep. And it's a good yeah, problem. We're, yeah, yeah, we're too deep now, man. Like, like Hodgins, if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could have sworn that he was he, he was supposed to be even a, a better prospect than Gabe Davis coming out. But he just had just some unfortunate injury uh year after year since he's been here. He hasn't had the chance to get on the field. And then now that we've added the guys like like we when we added Cole Beasley and John Brown, push him down. Now we added Diggs, push them brown. Now we got the other guys that come in. And, like so he keeps on getting buried. He can't stay healthy. Um, even though I think last year he was healthy if I'm if I'm if, if I'm if I'm my memory serves me right. But he just hasn't been able to put it together. And now I think he's just the odd man out. He's gonna have to have a heck of a camp just to even crack the roster. Yeah, to even he's crack in the odd man out. It's yeah. not happening. It's yeah, just for too sure. deep. 
Yeah, it's I, yeah, it's, 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 it's I mean, and you continue to add. That's the other thing, too. Not only is it already deep, you continue to add. I mean, what we've heard about Khalil Shakir coming out of the draft, yeah. what I had heard yesterday in just a day's practice, how great he looked. So like Rico had just mentioned, this team gets better and better. If you're already on the roster, the odd man looking out, the odds of you getting on the field, making an impact are extraordinarily difficult. But, hey, that's yeah. the telltale sign of a good team. If Isaiah Hodgins was on the, you know, the starting roster – the initial indication would be, well, the Bills are not there. And there's plenty of teams, I'm sure Isaiah Hodgins could give a run for their money getting on the field. The Bills right now, just not one of them. Fellas, let's stick in the um, wide receiver room because, as you know, we are all in alignment here. We are Isaiah McKenzie's fan club here. No one loves Lil Dirty more than th- these three guys are looking at right here. And a lot of talk amongst us this offseason has been how much we think Isaiah McKenzie can impact this team if given the opportunity. And of course, we want to see Ken Dorsey give Isaiah McKenzie that opportunity. He hasn't really gotten it. And when he has those slim chances that he has been given, he's taken advantage. And from the observations we saw over camp, take over here, he talks rather on the slot receiver battle and we know that's going to come down to Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder and potentially Khalil Shakir but what I thought is the most interesting about this whole element folks Isaiah McKenzie did indeed get the first team reps in the slot position for the starting unit for the Bills offense this was a debate being had amongst this offseason. Would Jamison Crowder start in that position or would Isaiah McKenzie? Now I'm going to start here with you Rev Putting this aside, now that we've seen, you know, this is only one day in, and granted, I think that seniority might play a factor here. Mm -hmm. Isaiah McKenzie's already in the locker room. You probably give him the starting reps day one, but I don't think you give it to him unless you think he's obviously capable of running with the ones, and we know he is. Do you think that that is going to be a spot that Isaiah McKenzie holds on to, or do you think that that winds up being rotated to somebody else on that list, like Crowder or potentially even Khalil Shakur, the, uh, the rookie? Well, I'm, I'm glad that, that uh, Lil Dirty's finally getting his, his shot, right? I mean, we all knew what he could do, what he was capable of. We saw what he did with, against the Patriots last year. I mean, he, he, I mean, he actually, you know, carried the offense on his back for, for a good portion of that game. But needless to say, it's not going to be given to him, man. He's, he's, he's going to have to go in there and win it because Crowder is, 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 a, is a seasoned vet with – proven production i mean crowder has has and when you look at his stats and you look at the the receptions that he's had over the course of his career i mean he's gotten i mean last i mean last year 51 receptions a year prior 59 before that 78 i mean so he's 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 been a reception target now you insert him into this offense now year one granted I'm not too sure what that's going to look like. But Isaiah McKenzie, though, we can't really just expect him just all of a sudden jump in and take that large target share that's going to be vacant by Cole Beasley. So maybe they work in some type of a, 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 a you know, a, a, a mix or whatever like that, at least through camp. I think that the, the right thing to do is to, elect, to select McKenzie. Um, have the, the quote-unquote starter reps because he's been in the system the long. He, matter of fact, he's the longest tenured wide receiver on this team right now with Josh Allen. And so you give him that opportunity, and it's basically his job to lose. But make no mistake about it, Jamison Crowder is going to be right there at his toes. So uh, it's it's we really we really just got to see. I'm not too sure what's going to happen. I love McKenzie. I would love for him to win it. But man, they, we've got weapons, man. So a uh, clear secure. I'm interested in him as well. But I think right now we're probably going to put him on the shelf a little bit. I mean, unless he just wows everybody and camp and just beats the brakes off everybody i think he's going to be you know just that that further depth receiver i think really it's going to be between mckenzie and crowder with mckenzie currently having just the edge from a from a uh uh, uh 
experience within the scheme of the team uh, perspective. And in the words of Zach Vaughn, before you go, Rico, I want to just preface this. In the words of Zach Vaughn, he literally said this could be the tightest positional battle on the entire roster. These three guys. That tells me, hey, that's a good thing. We got three guys that are going neck and neck here to get in the spot that we need to fill with the departure of Cole Beasley. So your thoughts, Rico, on what you imagine is going to be filled in that role as we approach the season here. Listen, I, I, there's people that perform under pressure and there are people that perform when there's security, right? When, when your job is on the line, there's nerves, right? And there's, there are two people. There are two types of people. Either you perform or you don't perform. Isaiah McKenzie has performed every time that he's been given that skinny little deal. They give him one that kind of gives him a little more comfort into this year. And then on top of that, he goes to the number change. Number changes. A mm. lot of people don't want to talk about it, but when you, when you feel good, Dion said it. When you feel good, you look good, you play good. And now that he's at number yeah. six, I remember I remember a very good athlete uh, on a basketball court. He used to play for the Cleveland Browns, and he went to Miami. Then he changed his number from 23 to number six. That was LeBron James. LeBron James had a heck of a career in Miami. Now, here is a guy from Miami. He's got that Miami swag. He's got that restaurant. Listen, my Isaiah McKenzie has got the number one reps, and I have a feeling he's going to hold on to it. In the offseason, early offseason, I was questioning. Is Isaiah McKenzie even going to make the squad? Is Jamison Crowder going to push him out? We just drafted Khalil Shakir. What's going on with Isaiah McKenzie? Well, he's getting number one reps. But does that mean anything? Number one reps is great. But what do you do with your reps? We're going to soon find out with more days in camp. But he's got a strong hold on it. And the team likes him. And I think he's, I think he's got a renewed sense of, like, I belong on this team. So I think he might hold on to it. The real question becomes, what are we doing with Crowder? Crowder wasn't mm, on the right sideline today Kalu Shakir is doing great things so shoot the guy that we thought was gonna a shoe in to make the team maybe just yeah. maybe things shake up we're gonna find out that's why training right. camp is here training camp Terrible. is here for a reason all the shorts and t-shirts and looking good in shorts is all fine and dandy now you got helmets on you know what I mean the hit is gonna start to begin a little later and then we're gonna see we're gonna separate the the men from the boys we're gonna see yeah and, and and just to piggyback on that my, my question also is is McKenzie is he getting any reps um uh and uh, punt return because everybody I, I, I rotated. From what I had heard, that he did get reps, but there were several who did get reps yeah. as well. Okay, so that may, that may, they may edge him out. Too. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how 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 much that's going to play into the whole. Well, I mean, you know, my thoughts too. on that. I thought last year he just got. They took it too far with the, with the reprimanding that they gave him after that fumble against oh, the, the Colts in a game that they weren't going to win anyways. That, that to me was one of the biggest down downsides of last year. I hated how McKenzie was treated after that game. Um, but I do imagine that there could be some potential there. But, of course, there is a cycling amongst who's taking those snaps. But, you know, back to what Rico was just saying a little bit earlier in regards to Isaiah Hodgins, I mean, good God, you want to talk about – the wide receiver depth. I mean, if we're even having the conversation of what to do with Jamison Crowder, uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Another element. Yeah, it's quite, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, speaking of, of players that will be on this team guaranteed and for a very long time, the guy on the defense who of course might have the biggest impact outside of Micah mm -hmm. High, Jordan Poor. I mean, with this defense now, it's so tough to even decide who is the biggest impact on this defense. But the one guy that we know we missed dramatically last year due to injury was Tredavious White, but he was back on the field during the training camp practice on Sunday, doing a bit of jogging, looked to be moving well. And that, of course, stood out to the one and only 
thigh god, the thigh doctor who we bring in right now, who analyzed the footage of Tredavious White moving and grooving around the field on Sunday during training camp. So, thigh doc, talk to me. What did you see from Tredavious White on Sunday that kind of has you feeling optimistic or pessimistic as we approach the season and his status? Well, don't we get like a little introduction here? Well, listen, that, I was about to say, oh, hey, hey. Z-Bot normally yeah. gives a strong introduction. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I want to give it back to Z-Bot and, and really introduce him. Do you want me to do that? I, I, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, because he's, he's got his camera pushed back, so it looks like right. he's ready for something, too. You're right. I didn't know if the side doctors had work right now. I'm on the phone to Give tonight. me a little taste? I'll give you whatever right. you guys want. Well, then give me a taste. Hey, man, yes. I think you know you, what we want. You want? All right, can you put some music on? Oh, all right, hold on. Time out. Before, here's how I'm going to preface this. Because I, I don't know yet. I want you to dance in a way that describes to me your optimism of Tredavious White. Oh, there you go. I want you to give me a dance that's going to indicate how, optimist, or how optimistic you are about an early return for Tredavious oh. White. So if I'm seeing some slacking, I'm going to be upset. But if I'm seeing you rocking this thing, that's telling me I, I got a lot to look forward to. Uh. So that's how I'm setting the stage here. All right, cue it up. No, here All we right. go. What kind of tunes am I playing? Oh, what do I got? So here we go. You got some good? All right, go. <laughs> hey, solo, my man. I think Trey might be back the first preseason game the way this is going. And, and just like that, that tells me 50 <laughs> 50. Yeah, I like that beat. That was a good beat. I'm glad you had that on deck. I was about to play some rock music. I think I would have thrown you off a little bit. Well, to to kind of give the introduction out of the way. And here's the thing, though. To kind of give everybody an idea of what we're talking about, um, I've got a little bit of a clip to play for folks that are wondering what what Thigot is about to uh, to talk about. Trey White was at training camp today, and he was doing a a bit of a drill, um, kind of giving, uh, showing us that he's got some strength in, uh, in in his knee. Uh, so take a look at this footage, and then we'll have our guy Alex kind of break it down on what he sees and what we can anticipate for week one, maybe? We'll see. Well, let's go on. Oh, And the swag is no, unmatched. Now, before we go, video courtesy of, uh, of John Scott. Uh, shout out to John Scott. He got some good footage uh, of our guy, Trey White. Alex, break it down to me. It, it, from the from a guy that doesn't know, I mean, the three of us are sitting here like, that looks pretty damn good to me. You're right. You you're right. Deny. Talk to us. So a couple things. Like, look at it look at from a bird's eye view. He looks good. Like, do you see those lats? His arms look great. It mm-hmm. looks like he's in tip-top shape. So he's obviously working the rest of his body. Um, so what's the first few things we saw? Uh, he did the the single leg jump, correct? Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. So, Love that. So the single 
so uh, I don't know if you want to pull up the clip that I broke down, but he looks, yeah, he looks pretty good. He gets up. But if you, like, look at it slowly, he's jumping off the right leg and landing comfortably. Then when he takes off on his left leg, I'd say he doesn't get as high. And then he's a little hesitant. And if you guys watch him, he looks down the whole time. Like, he's a little, he's a little unsure landing on it. And then if you look at his upper body, you'll see that he's more upright when he takes off on his right. But he kind of leans into his left when he takes off, and then he lurches to the left when he lands on the one leg. What would I, what would I grade that at? I'd say about 80%. That's on the single leg hop. Um, mm-hmm. What else did we see? We saw him uh, leap, do lateral bounds to the yep. side. Now, when, you, when you're rehabbing an ACL, uh, the, the scary part is when you land on the, one, on the affected leg. All he did in the video was he pushed off the affected leg and he landed on his good leg. Now, he looks good pushing off his affected leg, but we didn't see him do lateral jumps landing on the affected leg. So I can't really grade him there. I would assume that looking at the single leg vertical, he was doing the boundings earlier when he jumped off of one and landed on one. I would assume that there was a little hesitation when if he was landing on the left as well. Um, we did see him do like uh, chopping the feet. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's promising. That means his his Achilles looks good. He's getting off the floor quick. He's got a he's got a good bounce in his step. He's not lethargic landing and getting back off the left. That's something we look at. It's like it's the ground reaction force. So, Sam Sam bounding on the ground. This is my good leg. I jump. I land. I load. I respond and I jump back off. If that's your good leg, that's what you want to compare it to. Then you look at the affected leg. You jump. You land. You respond and you take back off. If you're not doing well, the affected leg is going to load slower and get off the ground slower. That's, mm-hmm. that's the ground reaction. So, yeah. And his and his choppy feet, he looks pretty good there. But then we then we look at the sprinting. So if you want to pull up uh, Rico, I know I sent you a couple of pictures. I'm trying um, to see. Loading up for me right now, unfortunately. Yeah, but, yeah it's it's, it's all good. But the the problem is is when he's sprinting his his right leg so when you look at this the swing cycle of the leg the leg that's not on the ground it's it cycles there we go beautiful so that's the right leg you're seeing right there see how close the heel is to the butt Mm -hmm. that's a good cycle that's his norm and now if you flip it to the other one yeah that's the one that's i I can't load up but keep going though that's okay the heel's not as close to the butt he's not he's not it's not cycling up so, so basically when you're in rehab, you're going you're gonna to establish full range of motion passively. That means like you pull a stretch and stretch your heel to your butt. But then when you run, it comes slower. That's your active range of motion knee flexion. He's not getting his heel up to his butt. So that's going to affect his running cycle. That's going to make him slower and it can set him up for compensation injuries. Now, he's at what? December, June, July, August, September, October, right? Wait, mm-hmm. no, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. He's at seven months. He's at like nine months. He's, remember, nine to ten and a half is, is your okay. target to return to play. He's, so, at seven, he's at seven months, and he's, he's limited a little bit in his running cycle. He's a little unsure, landing on one leg, and we haven't really seen him jump side to side or do any cuts. He's on target, guys. This, this is good for seven months. Okay, so but, that being said... If you're the team doc and you're seeing everything you see here, are you giving him that green light 
week one, you're ready to go, man. You're, you're on schedule. Let's do this. I mean, GM is talking about it. Brandon Bean said he's on schedule, whatever that means. Yeah. But you're the team doc. Are you saying, you know, that looks good, man. Week one, you're ready to go. I, I don't know yet. I still don't know. He's, he's on track. People at seven months, he looks like he's doing good for seven months, but he's not perfect. He still has room to go. PUP? I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough call. So everything I'm hearing from McDermott and Bean sounds like the target is week one. They're like, he's on target. McDermott said he has a goal in mind, and he's on, he's on schedule for that goal. Oh, well, it's obvious. He's on, he wants to go back for week one. And then even Bean had mentioned that we kind of, I'm pretty sure, now someone said that he was talking about uh, Saffold, but I thought he was talking about um, Trey when he said he sh- we should see him back before the end of camp. I thought I that was, was in. I, I think thought, it was Saffold. I think it was mentioning Saffold. Right. Well, that, because that would have been blockbuster information, right? So Absolutely. I don't know. So here's the thing. So you get to, again, it's the same thing we talked about a, a couple of weeks or a month ago, Rico. It's like he's going to be really close around week one. Yeah. But do you want to expedite those last few weeks? You know, I don't know if it's worth it. So we, you, he's going to have to be able to jump and land on one leg. He's going to have to get a normal running cycle. And he's going to have to run and cut. And now he's got to mirror these receivers, change direction nonstop throughout the yeah, game. So if you if he's close enough, yeah, listen, you can have a 90% tray ready by week one. But is it worth it to put him in to week one at 90%? Maybe say, hey, he'll do a series on, series off. But what if shit hits the fan and Dane Jackson or, or Elam mm-hmm. shits the bed? Now they're like, oh, shit, Trey, hey, sorry, I know we had a plan to kind of ease you in, but you got to go. Now he, has, now he has fatigue, right, because he hasn't been yeah. able to do all, all camp. I mean, camp's camp for a reason. These guys are getting in game shape. So if you're just going to activate him like a week before week one, say, hey, he's been training real hard, and now, okay, get in game shape in a week, put your pads on this week, and let's roll week one, I don't think it's safe. But – that's not to say, again, he's at seven months. We're just starting August. Two, three weeks. He looks a lot better. He, you know, he gets another two, three weeks to get in the game shape coming off the pup list. Yeah, I could see week one is possible. But if you want to go with the safe route, put him on the pup, take four weeks off, and ramp him up. Make sure you clean up all the all the uh, little errors. Mm-hmm. I want I want my guy for the long haul. I want him yeah, paired with Von Miller when we need a closer on the defensive line. I want a closer in a cornerback that can shut one side of the field down. And if he's got to, if he's got to wait it out, I'm I'm good with it, man. Just wait it out. Dane Jackson is more than capable, and we're gonna find out what Kyir Elam is all about. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love it, man. I mean, the ref comes in with the with the super chat. Yo, he says, will Elam be able to handle the number one spot if Trey's out? I mean, I don't really think he's got a choice. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds like we're going to have some time to find that one out. Yeah, yeah we'll, he's we'll got no choice, time. man. Well, no, they're, they're, just, they're, put, they're putting him on digs all camp. They're trying to you. speed up his process. Yeah. Right. So Listen, we've got digs. We've got Davis. We've got a, a, a plethora of solid receivers. Some might say we might have the one of the best. Re- I'm not going to say the best group, but we've got one of the best receiving cores in the game. So you put Kyrie Elam up against the best or some of the best, Mm-hmm. He's bound to look good uh, and and learn a thing or two because we've got a gauntlet yeah. of receivers coming. Cooper Cup is coming our way. So we've got to make sure that he's ready to go. Mm. No questions no asked. Let's do this, man. No it's doubt. Gonna be no doubt. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys, man. Look, keep Trey, man. This it's a long. This is a long season. There's no need to rush it and get it. I know he. I know he wants to be back for Week One. There is absolutely no reason to rush it. I think we'll be all right with with Elam and, and Dane Jackson holding down the fort. As long as we get Poyer and Hyde back there and uh, a revamped pass rushing D line, I think we'll be okay. We'll be able to manage for the first uh, few weeks of the okay. season until Trey comes back fully healthy. And as far as prospective talent is concerned, the Bills didn't have a cornerback on their team last year when Trey went out. That was nearly as good as Elam is supposed to be. And exactly. they wanted to finish in the year number one overall in defense. So hey, it could be better for a few weeks. We'll see. But we miss Trey. But it's good to hear from the thigh doc because it's got me optimistic, but it also yeah. makes me feel like the, the, the ideal takeaway here is to not rush it, especially with a guy like Tredavious White, who you know is in it for the long haul, but especially in a year like this, where having him down the line is probably going to be way, way more important than trying to force him back for the first few weeks. Yeah. yeah. So listen, if I could, in conclusion, I would say, hey, there's a lot to like. He looks great overall, but he still has a lot to, you know, not a lot, but he's got some fine tuning to do. And I think that should temper our expectations. Um, but think about it. We did invest in the D line. So why don't we kind of protect the rookie corner and, you know, yes. maybe roll Vaughn out a little more in the first four weeks. And then when Trey could come back and, and the rookie's got his feet underneath them, then start to take Vaughn and, and, and save that, him for the playoffs. That's a great point. That's a great point, Doc, because if, if, if we have a, a legit pass rush that's going after, that's getting after the quarterback, I think it's just going to be tip drill season for the, for, the, for the DBs. Make it a whole lot easier if you're able to, to increase the pressure rate up front for the guys in the back, at least until Trey gets back healthy, man. I love yeah. that point. Play soft a little bit. Yeah. And hey, yeah. not for nothing, but according to sources, uh, yesterday Tim Settle picked off uh, <laughs> Case Keenum and almost took it to the house. So oh, speaking yep. of tip drills, that may not be that far-fetched, Rav. We could be seeing hey. some picks on the D-line not even needing to hey. get to the cornerback. So I That's love right, it. man. That's right. I'll be able to watch out. Uh, one last thing before my, my man leaves. Um, cracked ribs for my guy, Mr. Saffold. Uh, yeah. Something for us to be worried about. I mean, is this like a, a month thing and then he's back in? Or is that one of those things where it all depends? It mostly depends. But he's a big dude. They're going to heal. It's going to take three to six weeks to fully heal. Cool. Um, I'd, I'd be more worried about he's not able to get the pads on and bang it up with the line. And then we're talking they might have some issues with gelling early in the season. But he's eventually going to be okay. Um, but don't forget, the problem with Saffold is – he had a lot of back injuries, neck injuries, and shoulder issues early in his career. So that can't be understated when you're in a car accident because those things can easily get flared up. I'd keep an eye out for that. Um, but other than that, no, he should be good to roll week one. Um, I would just be a little concerned about how much time he gets in camp, kind of uh, full contact drills with the, with the O-line. But he's a vet, so uh, I, I shouldn't see it as an issue, guys. Keep, just keep, a, keep, a, keep one eye open on that one, though. Rico, cue that music. Nice. Yo, we got to send him out in style. You know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> back? Yeah, of baby. Course. It's the thigh doctor himself. Give it to us one more time. You don't get better analysis or dance moves than this, folks. You get two for one with the thigh doc. Check this Hoochie out. Hoochie Daddy Zubas. The man who looks yeah, good baby. in shorts. The thigh doc. Folks, man, it doesn't get better doc. than that. I mean, that. Yo. Like we talk about all the time, you see Thigh Doc busting it down. You're like, come on, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm not listening to this guy. And the next thing you know, he opens his mouth for two seconds, and you, you just got smarter. You just got oh, way smarter. Every time gonna... I listen to him, man, I feel infinitely smarter. And I also yeah. feel infinitely dumber about the things I don't know, too, at the same time. So. <laughs>
That's now why you need a resident doctor. We got a resident doctor that's telling us go, what to watch out for. It's always love. You gotta you gotta love having a thigh doctor and letting us know. And you mean yeah. your doctor does that. I mean, yeah, get you a man who can do both, who can literally let it sing with the thighs and then sit down with the boys and give you true in-depth medical yes, analysis. In-depth. You, can't, you can't teach that. Love it. Hey, you, 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 know what, you know what I like, man, before we get up to, to Jared here. I, I love when he had mentioned about, about, about Saffold being out. Now it looks like we have no choice but to, but to look at Cody Ford. Because mm. now Cody Ford, is gonna, he's going to get his opportunity um, through camp to prove whether well, or not he's, he's, he's worthy. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, Cordy Ford is in rotation. Uh, that's what that that's what I've been reading. He's in rotation, but he he ain't solidified uh, as that one guy because they just they they keep rotating him in and out. And we just signed mm-hmm. a new lineman, um, uh, Simmons, I believe. Jordan Simmons, I believe his name is. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, draft. I mean, undrafted, twenty seventeen. He's bounced around a couple times. Uh, so can't body if you will until people are getting back together i'm not really kind of peeping over there at uh yeah. mr Simmons, but we'll see how how this plays out but yeah man david questenberry let's not sleep on that let's Dude, not sleep on another name he forget about and a litany and he, and he can play he can play guard and tackle yep yep and uh we we, we actually poached him and saffold from the titans so from look titans, out for yeah. that so I'm speaking of Saffold, as you know, the thigh doc was touching on today. McDermott does seem very confident. So does Bean. Now, of course, they want to elaborate on what on schedule means. They never do. But from what mm-hmm. I can take from that, I would imagine that Rod, Roger Saffold is making you know progress in respect to the progress they're looking for him to make. It seems like he's really coming along. But like the thigh doc said, you know, when you injure it in a way he did, like the car accident, it always seems to be a bit iffy because you never know you know, when that can pop back up. And in the situation that he's in on that line, big boys, you never know. And, and just another piece added to this team to really try and get them over that hump to the ultimate goal. I mean, he's just yeah. one of those guys added for that reason alone. So back to the same point, I'd say with Trey White, if he's not 100% week one, then just give it time until he is, because ultimately you're not going to want to rush these guys out there for the reason you truly need them for. So mm-hmm. I feel and, like and, that's and, the way you got to look at it. Yeah, and Doc made a good point too about about the uh, the the cohesion, if you will, of the offensive line. That that's something that's we absolutely point. need at the beginning of the season because if if he misses any time or whoever, I, I guess we're all assuming that Saffold is is a penciled in starter at, at sure. the guard, right? So. Uh, if if he misses any time in, in the in the regular season, that old line is it's you know it already needs time to gel, and so you get somebody else in there, and then you know you say all right, well Saffold's back now. You bring Saffold back in, we could see another um, um, issue that we saw last year with the old line in the beginning of the season too. So one reason I'm not overwhelmingly worried about Trey White being back week one or week two is because of how well they did without him last year through the majority of the season without him finished the year number one overall. We all know that. And a big reason for that, of course, Jordan Poyer. And we know that the contract situation for him is kind of on the ropes right now, but it seems to be getting cleared up more and more as time goes on. Jordan Poyer took the field Sunday for training camp standing. Oh, he ran out onto that field. Yep. Like he was at an MMA fight, greeting the greeting the crowd, hands up yep. like this. He seemed pumped to be there. And the biggest, yeah, you know, the biggest indicator <laughs> to us Bills fans to think that he is coming around to an inevitable contract signing soon here. Yeah, his same. agent, Drew Rosenhaus, in the building Sunday with his little boy on the sideline checking out. Uh, Jordan Poyer, that tells me, folks, we are getting Jordan Poyer inked down 
for a little while longer here, hopefully. And you can't imagine that won't be, uh, you know, or you can imagine that would be rather soon based on the fact that the season is just a mere seven weeks or so away. And the mm-hmm. fact that they already have the agent in the building. So start with you here, Rico, your thoughts on the, you know, the overall player situation. I, for one, think he has handled this tremendously. And then, of course, yesterday, just another feather in the cap for him, the way he walks out. He's not allowing a situation like this to really creep into his mind. He's not allowing it to be the overwhelming shadow over him in a year where he knows it's Super Bowl or bust. Your thoughts on how this is going to wind up panning out as the season gets closer and he inevitably winds up signing or not signing with the Bills long term? Uh, two things. Uh, before I get into the Jordan Poirier situation, I know that uh, we were just talking about the old line with Saffold being out. Um, Spencer Brown, nobody mm-hmm. really knows what, he, what, he, what injury he sustained early yeah. in the offseason, but now he's shaking the rust off and he's back in the lineup. They're easing him back in and he's been looking great uh, doing so. But uh, injury has not been disclosed. We don't know what it was, but he, he's slowly getting over it and getting back into it. So him and Tommy Doyle were kind of in and out on each other, um, swapping in and out. So uh, for those that were asking about Spencer Brown, he should be good to go um, and uh, and shaking off the rust. Uh, as for as for our guy, Jordan Poirier, all pro Pope, uh, I'm really glad that he showed up to camp. It, it, it speaks volumes, right? He could have hired the big-time agent, and the big-time agent could have told him, sit your ass out. Poyer said yeah. it himself. I want to be here, right? So two things that I noticed, right? Why is the agent there, right? The mm-hmm. agent is there to kind of flex a little bit. Hey, my cl- I'm watching everything my client yeah. does. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be doing any contact drills. I just need him to do something light. He's showing face. He's showing that he's here in good faith. Make the deal happen. And usually when, and I read this somewhere, usually when the agent shows up, it's kind of telling you that we're putting a little pressure on the GM. Him and Brandon Bean do have a good working relationship uh, from what I read months ago. So I don't see any, any bad blood or I'm flexing. I think it's more so I'm showing guys that my client is here in good faith. Let's make something happen. Hopefully this thing can be done before preseason starts because we know we're going to need him there. So He's going to be here all camp. Let him be there. Let him show face. Let him do what he's got to do. Let him show the camaraderie of him being around and being a leader because he's a leader on this team. And what it comes down to is we got a rookie corner, folks. We got a third-year corner coming in, Dave Jackson, and we got my man Poirier coming in and and solidifying the safety spot as two veterans with him and Micah Hyde. You need to see that because it's going to the rest of the crew on the defense. Vaughn Miller's there. Everybody's there. You can't be the one sitting out and kind of weakening the team. So him showing up is a big, big factor. I think it's huge. And I think something gets done. Uh, but it's a it's a big showing on my guy, Jay Poe. And uh, he wants to be here and it's showing it. So good on him. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually glad he showed up, you know, because I, I for, for one, I actually thought that he wasn't going to be there. I mean, I, I thought this was all posturing, you know, him him switching to Drew. I didn't think that he was going to be showing up for camp until he got until he got got got, got a new deal. So the fact that he's there um, is good is a good sign. It's it's a good sign, and we know he's a professional, right? So um, yeah, I'm with you, Rico. I expect him. I expect something to get done um, here shortly. 
Yeah, I mean, he's handled it tremendously well. He's really done a great job. We've seen it. And, and granted, I don't I don't knock anybody for handling it certain ways. At the, at the end of the day, you only have a very short time to capitalize on your career as an NFL player, especially at the highest level. We saw T.J. Watt last year hold out, uh, you know, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Interested to see what Lamar Jackson winds up doing as the season inks closer. We saw Kyler Murray just ink his deal today. And it just seems like right now Lamar Jackson is the only one left without a contract. So we'll see if he winds up holding out. There's always different ways to handle it. But Jordan Poyer has never allowed that to affect him. Now, in regard to Rosenhaus, you know, he's he's no rookie here. He's been an agent for well over 30 years. So he knows what he's doing. And like Rico said, I think that was a really good point. This is not some, you know, rookie type tactic. He wouldn't be there unless he felt the need to be there. We're talking day one and two of, of training camp. Rosenhaus has plenty of clients, and he made sure to be there for Jordan Poyer. So that is definitely something to acknowledge, and I think it definitely means that something is on the horizon. To me, I see it mm-hmm. as a good thing. I can't imagine Jordan Poyer isn't extended as of right now, but we shall see. As we wrap up with Zach Vaughn's updates, and he had a lot of great stuff. We don't have time to go over all of it, but like I said, thebuffalofanatics.com. Make sure to go over and read that article. It's got a lot of great stuff. Not a whole lot out of Josh Allen this weekend, as we could imagine, the first day. and It's not going to be very eventful for Josh Allen throughout the preseason. You don't want it to be because – Usually, the more you're hearing about a starting quarterback in the in the offseason, it's never good. So the less you hear, the better. But the one thing that we kept hearing all day on Sunday, especially from Josh Allen, it's about these turkey burgers, boys. I'm going to let Josh <laughs> Allen and the boys let you know what their thoughts are on the Fisher Dining Hall and these turkey burgers. Yeah. And then us three are going to sit here and, and take a look at them and, and try to figure out what all the hype's about. Because, frankly, my first look it's at them, salivate. I just don't get it. But here we go. Here is Josh Allen talking about his favorite time of training camp, uh, turkey burger time. We've got TBT after this, it's turkey burger time. They got the best turkey burgers here. Uh, put a little jalapenos on them. That's that's the main reason I like coming here. Yes, that's the, the best. I've been waiting three years for those turkey burgers. Three years. Now here's where it gets heavy for me, boys. Here's where it gets weird. Can we get a zoom on that? Yeah, there's some time yeah, out. Yeah. Let's get a zoom in oh. on that, right? Is that zoomed in now, boys? Can you see it better? Wait a minute. All right. Now, well, let's, let's, let's pause for a second. We've all seen the Rev Burger, and we've, we've, we've gone over that in, in insane depth. I got to tell you, boys, and I want your thoughts, but my immediate reaction is this is what's got all the hype. That thing, it looks terrible. Rev, I'm going to start with you, man. I mean, you're the burger connoisseur. Give me your initial <laughs> thoughts. Yo. First of all, all that hype for nothing, right? I, I, I didn't even see the pick. I'm hearing Josh talk about it. I'm hearing Poor talk about it. I'm like, yo, the turkey burger. All right, I'm down with a turkey burger. Let me see what they're working with. This is it? This, that is this it. Looks like, this looks like a hockey puck, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it looks in between fake. two pieces of hot of a hard bread with, what is that, is that a, uh, some jalapeno or something That's like some that? jalapenos on there, yeah. Like, like, where's the salt? Like, this looks terrible. It looks dry. This looks it dry. Does, it there, looks there, bland. There's, where's there's the no seasoning? juice. There's, there's no nothing. I'm sorry. You know, with the... I can't. No, man. Look, that, that that's crazy. If they want a turkey burger, I'll hook him up with a turkey burger. You know what I'm saying? But this <laughs> I'll give him a real turkey burger. I'll give him a real turkey burger, man. It, it, it ain't gonna be like that. But I guess I guess you can expect that because you know they gotta. They probably have to do a calorie count there. You know what I'm saying? So so it has to be a certain amount of calories, and it can't be too greasy, too fat. Nah, uh, red. Don't do the two. They, they, I'm not buying. You know what I'm saying? That's that, not. That ain't that, that ain't it though. I'm, I'm saying like that like it. that's that's the only that's the only excuse I, I I have for him. But other than that, it looks hot garbage. I would not. Touch I mean, Hoyer said he's waiting garbage. three years for that thing, Rev. For, I mean, that, 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 that looks like something I'm waiting three years for. No, I'm sorry, Fair. I can't do it. 
Come talk to me. It, and I, mean, I know I, there's a lot of there's a lot of dog lovers up there. There's a lot of dog lovers. Look at this shot. I mean, come on, love your dogs, boys. You got Bingo over there, and you've got you know I mean Rex over there. I don't even think you guys would give that turkey burger to your dog. You'd say I don't think that he can digest all that. It yeah, doesn't yeah. seem appealing. Go to back me. to this, this shot's the worst. I mean, that looks like something from. Give it, give it, give it, zoom in, zoom in. Yeah, I'll yeah. zoom in on that one. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Look, I'm the out. cracked, the cracked bread. The bread looks cracked on the top. It looks crusty. It looks dry. I don't I, see no sauce. Where, where's the sauce on the bottom bun? I, no I sauce. It looks great. No cheese. Go up. Uh, I thought I saw like another pick. It, it looked like the top bun was off. I want to. I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah, analyze yeah. it a little further. What is that? I don't know. I don't know what that is right there. That's terrifying me. Whatever the hell that little blob of shit no, is there. No cheese. I mean, just, yeah, that's criminal without the cheese. What, where's the color, Patty? Where, where's the? It doesn't look savory. It, it, no. No. It frankly just looks bad. Listen. Yeah. Triple U. I, I'm gonna give it a U. Uninspiring. What do you got? I mean, that's a good way to put it. The crazy thing is, I mean, they were talking about that all day. I mean, that was a big point of emphasis, how good yeah. these things were. And that looks like crap, man. That, that, looks, yeah. that looks awful. That's, that's an not F. doing it for me. And I wanted to bring that up because we know Rico knows what a turkey burger. Yeah. <laughs> but we got Rev in the house here, man. We got Rev who makes one of the greatest looking burger. I mean, I can only imagine what it tastes like, but oh, it's fine. Visual, it tastes good. visuals are big, right? I mean, Rev, if you were putting that up on your social, no one's buying that. No one's coming to the food yeah. truck. I got no, something. How, how do you feel about what Sal just said? He says, Hey guys, you guys are judging without tasting. He says, Stop it. Listen, no, when it comes to no, food, no, no, I'm no. a guy who judges what diets. Exactly. You never get a you never you never get a second chance to make a first impression. If I've never tasted it, your pick better look better, <laughs> better look desirable. If Bingo. it's not desirable, I am Bingo. not trying it. That's it. That's like, that, the that, best way it. to put it when first showed me a picture of his burger and up flights the taxes. That's how good stuff look i mean these burgers are right down the road from me and i i, I could care hey, listen, so yeah, that, that, yeah kudos, I, don't, I don't know those that have tasted it and if anybody's at camp if you guys can sneak a turkey burger somehow some way if you're a staff member bring a turkey burger out to somebody find somebody that's out there that's got a bf shirt hand them that turkey burger and let them be the judge and then they'll bring it back to us and say guys you guys are tripping this I think, and I think let me, Evans let me is going say to camp. I, don't, I don't know if he's got access to St. John Fisher or not, but Evans is going to camp, if, if I'm not mistaken. Evan, Send him by there. the way, let, you know him, mean, yeah, Zach, let, let him figure Zach, it out. Zach, Zach's a graduate over there. Zach, go and talk to I your people. Right there. Get you in. It's now. It's not St. John College anymore. It's St. John University. To put some respect on them now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you show up with your yeah. bow tie and ask for a turkey burger. And let's see what Listen, they say. Right, I, I, will, I do want to preface this. I have been told that the Fisher Dining Hall is elite. So I will say that I've heard great things, but visually, I can only base it off of what I'm seeing right now. That's all I can. That's all I. That's all I got to stand on right now. I mean, all they have to do is out. If St. John's, is, you're telling me you're waiting three years for something, boys. I mean, that better be. I mean, that's got to be something. You know. Listen, Scott Harrington says uh, our, our producer Evan is going to be there. On the second, so Evans is going to have to right. find a way to make Well, I'm looking forward to that the most. I don't care what happens on the field. I need Evans' taste stats, and I need that now. So speaking of things yeah. that were a bit unorthodox, including the turkey burgers, perhaps my favorite moment of the weekend in regard to Josh Allen was his interview with Peter King. Now, I have spoken about Peter King plenty of times. Peter King is the GOAT when it comes to pro football writing. He's been doing it for four times okay. the amount of time I've been alive. Peter King okay. is as good as it gets. But Peter King had a moment, and I know what this feels like, is if you remember my video of me and Reed Ferguson where I reached out to fist bump him and I was left on ice. 
I know what this feels like. Everybody knows what this feels like. But it's not often you leave Josh Allen hanging. I want you guys to check this out. Oh, this man, is an infamous funny. moment for over the weekend here. Put the zoom Josh on. Allen the zoom in. There it is. by Peter King. Everybody's, but uh, I try to. Josh Allen, have a great year. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. Oh. Randy's <laughs> Sports. Bill's camp. This is Peter King. <laughs> Poor Pete. Poor Pete. Look at him. He didn't have a clue. Oh, I got to run that back. Look at this. Yeah. to make some noise. Watch. Oh. Randy's oh. <laughs> Sports. Bill's camp. This is Peter King. Yo, that's funny. He's like, yo, did that just happen? He never knew. He he didn't know the whole time. No clue. You know what? You know what it was for me was the for me. Yeah, that got me. Oh Oh, man, I mean, like, how did you not see it? Listen, Peter King was just so like. Just mesmerized. He was like It was like you and me with the the stunt double, man. You don't know what to do with yourself. Unreal. Man, that was hilarious, man. What's Scotty saying here, Rev? Talk to me real quick, Scotty. Uh, you know, as as I'm wiping the cry tears off of him. <laughs> no, no kidding. That was great. All right, so yo, Scott comes in a super chat. Appreciate you, Scott. Yo, two questions. Do you think they'll get Jordan Porter's contract done before the season starts? And second, do you think Trey White will be ready for the start of the season? He says he still has a schedule. Ah, uh, man. All right, so so we just we just we just uh, uh touched on that, but um. Yo, Poirier's contract. We, you know, I think guys that that it's gonna get done um, before the before the start. If it's of the gonna get done, it's gonna be before the season. One hundred. Yeah, it has to. Right. One, once season starts, it, it's it's a wrap. We, we we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about negotiations or anything like that. Um, secondly, um, about his his second point about about Trey White. Well, you know, according to the thigh doc, you know, um, there, there, there's likely there's a likelihood that he's gonna be that he's not gonna be ready for week one at hundred percent. If you want him. 90% Trey, he might be available during week one, but then you know you run the risk of him re-injuring himself. And is it worth the risk considering the expectations on this team and how much you need him for the long haul? So yeah, yeah. Trey White, if he's ready week one, 100 percent fine. That, that's that's great. But if not, I want a fully healthy Trey. Yeah, that would that did kind of strike me like Biden falling off the bike. Well, by the thing is, like, man, I've been there. I wish I had the video up and on a queue right now, but I it happened to with oh, Reed Ferguson. Like I go with the fist bump, but the thing is, Josh handled it so cool where he's like, he's holding it there with me. I'm like, I put the fist bump out and I'm like, pretending like I didn't do it, pretending like I didn't put the fist out, you know, like looking around, like, yeah, he's making it more awkward. For yeah. me, it was the way Peter King was just looking at Josh. Josh was six foot five. We saw how big he was. And Peter yeah. King was just, <laughs> just in awe. And then the, the old turn the shoulder and, and block that handshake. Oh, yeah. how do you how do you miss that big mitt, man? I don't know how you miss that big mitt. I don't, Sometimes, I don't man, when you're trying to you're trying to just get in and get out. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to waste the man, the elite man's time. You're trying to get in, get out. Well, guess what? <laughs> you got a Kodak moment right there. <laughs> All right, oh, that's funny, man. That's so, funny. as we progress into the show here, and this is something that I've been waiting for Rico to come back for, and luckily the training camp started, so it sparked this this idea into my mind again. But with training camp comes autograph season Mm. and what i love so much about training camp is the fact that it's mainly for the kids if you're a kid and i know this was like me when i was a kid growing up near st john fisher for the training camp it is like nothing like it and i could see rico right behind him and he knows i was with him we got a little piece of that action it feels good we walked away from wester with a little signed memorabilia from ja and it felt good but 
you know, we weren't out there asking for it. We were the, the folks over at Western were kind enough to give it to us. Great. I don't think you would see Rico and I batting down the doors to try to get autographs. And we've seen that. I'm going to touch on that in a second. But what I do like very much about the preseason setup is that it's very kid oriented. And oftentimes these players, especially Bill's mafia uh, or those who play for Bill's mafia, they get it. They know. And the one that stood out to me the most is a guy in Von Miller, who is of course the newest member of this bill's team. He's a vet. And I think that the way you handle yourself early on here, especially I know there was things circulating around Von Miller and his desire to be in Buffalo or not, but I shot that down. Rev and I talked about this. I thought it had nothing to do with, you know, his personal, you know, attributes or the way he is as a person is I, I think he wants to be in Buffalo, of course, and he's embracing the city of Buffalo. And I thought this moment in particular stood out of all the guys going around signing autographs over the weekend. Here's Von Miller and he's greeting a kid. And I want you to look at the kid's face here. This is an utter sign of just absolute pure joy delivered by the newest Bills member, uh, Von Miller. Wow. I mean, we're talking about a moment, man. That kid's never got free. Watch his face. That was dope. So cool. And I just thought, you know, of all the guys to go and do that, and a lot of players were, I thought it was really cool to see Von Miller get right after in the first practice and go embrace Bill's Mafia the way he did. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. You guys are celebrities. You're an athlete. You're a singer. You're a country rock star. You're an actor, actress, whatever you are. Is it your obligation to sign and handshake your fans anywhere you go? Right. Let me preface this with this next video, and then I'm going to give you my my answer. Because I was waiting for you. We could talk about this because this is right up the alley of a lot of things that we talk about that we agree on with the jersey wearing and stuff. This guy, (laughs) this guy right here. Now, what I was talking about a minute ago, I love yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that they're hooking the kids up because that right. kid right there, you can look on his face. That kid will never forget getting that glove from Von Miller. Same situation here. MLB All-Star oh, game last man. week. A lot of kids trying to get an autograph, including this adult who, folks, just take a look if you haven't seen it already. It's truly a sight. Give us the zoomies. Mm. Look at him reach. Wait for it. It gets it gets bad. Watch him knock this kid right here. Ready? Ah, uh, see, come on, son. Like, there. Look at him. Look at look at the desperation. He, he just begged him. He just said, "Please." He's begging. Look at him. He's begging. So, Rico, to answer your question, if I'm the rock star, if I'm the athlete, Von Miller, Josh Allen, the kids are getting hooked up. I am making sure those kids are getting a moment they'll never forget. Just like you saw in the face of that kid getting the glove from Von Miller. Absolutely. When we, when we were at Western Media Day, I thought Josh Allen did an incredible job of handling the situation with the kids. I don't know if we talked about this a lot, but we were at Western Media Day and they, and they spent about 30 minutes doing a Q&A where Josh Allen was asked questions almost entirely by very young kids. And there were kids asking him like, Josh, will will you come to my first day of school? And Josh is like, Oh, I got to check my schedule, but I'd love to like, he's doing the right thing because it's kids and their impression of this team. And these players are formed. Yeah. A guy like that. If I am the rock star, the athlete, man, there is nobody getting ducked heavier by me than a guy like that. I'm signing every one of those kids items and I'm leaving that guy 
in the in the dust. Now, don't get me wrong. I love memorabilia. I love getting signatures, but I like getting them in a very casual, very natural, organic way. That right there. I mean, that's just sad. What do you guys think? That was terrible. Look, and, be, and before we get into into Scott Super Chat, look, look, let me let me say this real quick. If I was if I was Josh Allen or anybody like that, I would probably I'd be so tempted to take that guy's ball and chuck it. 100 yards down down the field, I mean, just just because of that, because you gotta be, you have to be some type of a of, of a jerk to do what he just did, man. That was terrible. Like, what now, if he hit your kid? What if he hit your kid, Rap, doing that? Oh, oh you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. Like, imagine yeah, being yeah. the dad it, watching that. It'd be it'd be on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like 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 the rev thing that goes out the window, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> dad, dad is coming through. But yo yo, uh, as a as a as a uh, a superstar, definitely the kids, man. Definitely the kids. You have to look out for them. I like what you said, uh, Bot, because it's it's you're, you're, the impression. It's, it's like the first impression that they're getting about from from the team and 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 their uh, their favorite players. You want to leave them with that type of impression. But when you're a grown man and you're doing that kind of foolishness, I ain't got time for you. I, I'll move on. Yeah, that, you want to know what's funny? That's bush league. That's bush league. You can't be a grown ass yeah. man. You Come on, man. Back. Grown. The moment was so bad. Alex Alex is saying this. A lot of people thought that that guy was from Practical Jokers. It was so bad that people were trying to debunk it by saying it was a stunt. I'm almost positive it it was not that guy. That was just this. This was just this dude, man. He was just going to he was risking it all to get that ball signed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Bobby will do that, you know. Well, and here's the thing, these grown men here, these grown men, like, and this is the big difference. These kids are there for the autograph, for the wholesome feel. I get to yeah. meet my 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 idol. I've been following, we got posters of you all day. I'm gonna put that on my wall and I'm gonna cherish that. These yeah. grown men, they're ready to get that signature just to flip it for cash. And right. that's the worst part. This has nothing to do with oh, because you're my hero, you're trying to get that signature so you can flip that. So mm-hmm. like see, you need to see, you need to have goons. You know what I'm saying it's sitting in the seats when they see grown men doing that, say, Yo, back up, man. This is for the children, man. Yo, for the kids. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I paid a lot of money for this tickets. I don't give a damn, man. There's, there's ethics. You're an adult. Yeah. Chill out. You know what I'm saying? And there's also I, events for adults to do that at. You know what I mean? Like, like right. where Josh was, where Evan was doing the, the meet and greet. You do it at something like that where it's meant for it and you go up and you do it. You're not on the guardrail elbowing kids. Like, like, well, Rico, you and I situation, like we got those, that signed memorabilia from Josh. I know my Jersey that I got, it's up on the wall. I love it. Like I wouldn't give that away for a million bucks. Right. But we got it in a way that was natural. It was, it was an awesome gesture. Absolutely. Like if we wanted to that day, Rico, right. And anybody, Evan, who was with us, anybody there, I mean, we could have been ruthless, right. We could have been going nuts, running around with a box of stuff. Let me flip the script. Now you're out with your lady, you and Caroline, you guys are out for dinner. Right in yeah. Rochester, The Rock. I think you guys call it The Rock, right? And yeah, we'll do that are, every now and then. You are a star for the Buffalo Bills, and you're leaving dinner. I don't know what the best restaurant in Rochester is, but you're leaving that restaurant. And right. you've got a dozen people knowing that you were there, and they're, Zeba, can we get your signature? Can yeah. we? And you just finished a nice meal with your lady. Are you stopping to sign these these signatures and, and patting and shaking hands and kissing babies? Or this is my personal time, folks. I'm going home. I'm doing it. That's I'm what doing. I need to know from you. What are you That's doing? It's a great question. It's a great question. See, 
The unfortunate reality of that situation, and I've seen it happen, is if you say no, there's a 90% chance someone's yeah. filming it, and then everybody in the world thinks you're a douche. But I get people not yeah. wanting to do it because you're going to be having that happen all the time. I mean, I, I, I don't even know if – I don't know if Josh ever leaves his house in Buffalo. I do not know how he possibly could do that. I really don't. There's nowhere in hell in the city of Buffalo he could go where that wouldn't happen. Now, for me, I know how I am with, like – you know, Dave Matthews. If I saw Dave Matthews at the grocery store, I mean, we're doing the Here pig. I'm telling him, <laughs> listen, listen I, I literally get on my knees and, 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 and bow to your presence every night. I'm in love with you. You've saved my life, whatever. I, what, God knows why. I would say things that wouldn't even, you know, make any sense because that is all true, right? And if I was getting that vibe from someone, like the genuine, like, oh my God, right? I think you can tell like with a guy like that. And I've known people to do this like with Dave Matthews, right? I've known people who will camp out in the hotel room in the lobby for like eight hours to get stuff signed and stuff. To me, there's a big difference between being weird like that or bumping into me. If I was a superstar or something in a natural spot where you're like, holy shit, dude, it's Zeba. He's the, he's the best quarterback in the league. I got to get a pick with him. I'm in. And I think I've yeah. known this to be true based on just stories. These guys in particular handed so well. I know Deion Dawkins, incredible in that situation. I know Josh, as big as he's become, has been great in that situation. Um, I think it just – you want to know where we go to answer your question? Mm -hmm. Whether people agree with me or not, this is how I feel. I think it, it is it, – it comes with the job. I think a lot of that comes mm -hmm. with the job. Now, granted, there are situations that are very inappropriate. I think you need to handle it in a good way. I'm not saying you go up to someone while they're eating or whatever, but if they're walking out and you're really cool about it, I would have no problem with it. But there are people who I think do make it worse for everyone, but I do get it. It's a very, it's a very interesting debate because for sure. it, it's, and the it's reason I asked that question. I asked that question because like celebrities, it's, you'll see them randomly randomly and and like you're like what are the odds that i can see this guy this is my only moment i gotta do it but there's something called reading the room if he's right. with his family mm -hmm. it's like okay let me back off and i'll give you an example uh and d nick i'm gonna I'm about to say something because I, I my my brother-in-law i guess uh my my wife's cousin uh came down to visit us and he's here right now and we're like hey man go get your rental and as he's on the rental in downtown halifax is the boardwalk go and hang out the boardwalk Sidney crosby is from nova scotia and who does he see walking down the boardwalk is Sidney Crosby. No kidding. What are the odds of seeing Sidney Crosby? Mm. Wow. I, said, I asked. You should go up to him. He's like, I respected it. And that's what Dignate. Most times people will say, you know what? The fact that I was able to see him, pretty cool. Yeah. I don't need to get yeah. the autograph and all that right. good stuff. But I had to ask that question because it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. Jordan, Michael Jordan will see a whole bunch of kids and there's a whole meme saying, you just did it recently. I, I ain't signing shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll buy my Jordans, though. I need you to buy my Jordans, but I ain't signing anything because I don't have to do it. It's, yeah. It comes with the territory. But, anyway, but I think I he also – he keeps that, that vibe. He keeps that vibe with everybody. I think you got to choose a lane, right? Because the moment you start picking and choosing, I think it's when it gets tough. But like yeah. for me, like I said, if it was Dave Matthews, absolutely. But I can't think of a single other person I'd go up to. Not one. It would have to be someone that means like that much to me that I'm like that into. And outside of him – and with the Bills guys, I think it's just like – to me, the football players, especially when you get to know them and you just see them in person, like the way they interact, they are the most normal guys. Facts. And mm -hmm. I just feel like it's not really worth it. Like it, it really isn't worth it. But the cool thing to know is 
everybody that we've interacted with and that I've heard of has been nothing but the most genuine person. And I know Dean Nick's coming in here saying that he like collects autographs and stuff. I collect memorabilia and stuff like that too, big time. But I think that there's just a certain etiquette around it. And you either do it the right way, which I think there's a lot of right ways to do it, or you do it like that guy did where you're literally assaulting children and trying to get a baseball sign. Yeah, so there's, there's you know. strict line. What's Scotty saying here? Yo, so Scott comes in with another super chat. Scott, appreciate you, brother. He says, yo, hey, this is for my boy Rico. So Rico, this is for you. He says, what is your prediction for the upcoming season? Do you think we can get over that hump now that the overtime rule has changed? And what do you think of our defensive line with Von Miller? Uh, first and foremost, Von Miller, Von Miller's addition to the defensive line is is huge and not because of the productivity he's going to bring to the squad. We already know what he's about. 32 years of age. I mean, is he on the downhill? Who knows? But he, I mean, he's still going to be productive. We don't need him to be. And I mean, it goes against everything I feel because I want my dogs on the field. Don't take them off and get after it. But when you're a little long in the tooth, you're going to have to temper how much you, you put them on the field into the rotation. So we got him to be a closer. So he's going to be a big, huge piece for us overall. My prediction for the year is to win the freaking Super Bowl. This is the freaking year. We got the quarterback. We got the receiving squad. We got the defense. We got the coaching. There's nothing that we're missing. We just need that damn championship. It's there for the taking. We got to get it. But we got a few teams, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be, you know what I'm saying, as a roadblock that's in our way. But we'll make sure that we take care of business. So I, I feel like we're going to have a fantastic year this year. By the way, I got to say this. Uh, Peter King replied to that awkward uh, handshake situation. Did he? Oh, what did he say? You know, that was a tad awkward. Sorry for that one, Josh Allen. Thanks for being such a good sport. Peter King was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. So, yeah, there, there you go. Peter King apologizes. I listen to him all the time. He's also, like, the most well-spoken, nice guy. So I can only imagine, like, he's probably gotten so much crap for that. And you could just tell what you said where he's just like, he didn't know. You think he knew for two seconds that Josh Allen had his freaking hand out there? Not a shot in hell. <laughs> he was in his own world, man. He did not Absolutely. Be so back to training camp, boys, something I read over the weekend here that I thought was interesting. You want to know who had a really good weekend or a really good Sunday, rather. I didn't hear much about it today, but a really good Sunday. And I wonder if a little bit of, uh, I don't know, if competition is, is spurt a little bit into his game. But I heard that Matt Hawk was booting that thing this weekend. Now, I heard a lot about mm. the punt game, and I know it's funny because when have we ever talked more about the punt game than we have since punt God has been drafted? But apparently right. both of these guys were absolutely launching 80-yarders. So I guess the question posed here, if the, is there anything that could possibly, in your opinion, and start with you, Rev, that could keep Matt Hack, or Matt Hawk, rather, I always do that, on the team over the legendary fun god. Yeah, yeah. It's it's his holding of <laughs> I think that's what it's gonna come down to, man. Like like if 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 Matt raises the punk god, if if he can't if he can't handle handle the holds, there's no way that McDermott's gonna put him on the field and trust him like that in those situations. So yeah, yeah. As long as as long as and and, and if Hawk doesn't start, start <coughs> all over the bed, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to yeah. punting, you know what I'm saying, then I, I think I think uh it's, it's gonna be tough for 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 the punk god, man. He has to prove that not only can he hold out the vet right from the punting situation, but yo, he has to prove that he can hold that ball laces out. Can't have the laces in Bojo, put them laces out, no fumbles and make sure that that, that, that ball is placed just right from a man, Tyler Bass. If he can do that, then, you know what I'm saying? Hey, he's got it. 
I have a bit of a, I have a bit of a hot, I don't want to say a hot take, but if Uh-oh. I'll tell you this from a, from, from a person, from a player that's played, played football. And as a return guy, I always liked the guys that could boom it really far. I'll just back it up because what it gives me is a room to now receive that yeah. because it's boomed it so far. I can survey the field all I want and I can get you 15, 20. All it takes is one good crack back. I'm gone for eight. Now, yeah. something that Matt Hack can can do to earn his keep is that hang time. If you yeah, get which I heard he's been better at than right? this is where this is where you're eliminating any return. You're also if somebody's bold enough, you're gonna get your not you're gonna get your head blocked knocked off, right? So Matt Hack is gonna stay in this competition if he continues to have great hang time. And if he's getting that distance like almost as close as you're saying the punk god. Then Matt Hack is going to stay in this damn position. Now yeah. we yeah. drafted, we drafted Matt a Razor for a damn reason. But I'm gonna tell you, man, you keep don't tell trash putting that thing 60, 60 yards, 75 yards, and you giving these guys an opportunity to return the football. That's not what we want. Right. No. That's not what we want. We don't want you returning the football because that's just an opportunity for somebody to get hurt, A, and for you to take it back to the house. I don't want yeah. that. Punt yeah. that damn ball nice and high and nice and far so there is no return. And even better, get it inside the 10 and outside the on, on the on the sideline. I'm just saying. So don't yeah. sleep on Matt Hawk. If Matt yeah. Hawk goes back and gives you a damn good competition, shoot, could we keep two punters? Man. Oh, that's a Man. question, buddy. Good Lord. Can we, keep two? Can we keep two? Like yeah, that that that's a great question, man. It the, the the punt time, the hang time is 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 a is a great point, Rico, because like like like, like Bot was was about to say like like um we have heard that 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 Hawk has been beaten a razor in 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 the hang time so it really doesn't matter if you can if you can boot it but if that hang time is 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 cut down man like and these guys are getting chances to return this return it like it, it goes it, it boils down to that man and I think Hawk if he can keep keep that hang time up he's he's gonna put himself in better position to to win that job. Just always remember, nobody has better punt analysis than the Buffalo Fanatics. So when you ever need the true in-depth breakdown about the punting situation in Buffalo, you know exactly where to go. It's right here. You know it. We got a couple more things that I want to touch on, especially the tight end situation, because Dawson Knox doubled down on the exact same thing he told uh, you, Rico, when you chatted with him at Western Media Day in regard to O.J. Howard. So I do want to touch on that. But before we Mm -hmm. get to a few more topics, before we close up shop here, a quick word from our new friends over at Dynasty Owner, because as the season approaches, so does fantasy football. And I know I can't wait for that. And you got to get in on Dynasty Owner this season. So make sure to check them out on the App Store. And here's a quick word. From Dynasty Owner. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. Unlike the other fantasy football platforms, Dynasty Owner uses real NFL salaries and salary cap, bench scoring, clutch scoring systems, and a variety of other options to make Dynasty Owner unlike any other fantasy football experience you've ever had. Do you have what it takes to be the best Dynasty Owner in the league? Download the Dynasty Owner app on the App Store or Google Play today to find out. Go check them out. I know that my draft is right around the corner. I cannot wait, man. I mean, just everything about football season, including fantasy, it is just the best. So, uh, Rico, when we were at Western Media Day, you had a quick chat. It wasn't very long. It was out in the field as you were doing your rounds on the on the IG Live for Buffalo Fanatics. But you had a quick word with Dawson Knox. And, you know, we were no strangers to giving him the tough questions that day. We talked to Devin Singletary about the addition of James Cook. And you, with the brief time you had, did talk to – 
uh, Dawson Knox about the addition of OJ Howard. And he seemed like he was real pumped up to have a guy like OJ Howard in the room. And he doubled down on that uh, over the weekend when he was asked about it. So OJ Howard, of course, having his first practice with the bills and Knox said when he was asked about him, quote, he's a freak athlete. First of all, he makes me feel small. Howard yeah. six foot six two fifty, So understandable because he is a beast, but we've stood next to, uh, Dawson Knox, he's no he's no tiny guy himself, so I'm supposed to show you. But uh, Knox would go on to say, quote, just having another weapon like that is going to make us that much harder to stop. I think he's just going to push me to be better, too, which is exactly what you were told by him or from him, rather, Rico. Uh, this is very interesting to me. We are going to see some stuff out of the Bills this year because of the addition of Howard and the you know, emergence of how good Dawson Knox is. We are going to see some personnel that we have not seen in a very long time, if ever, and that is the utilization of two tight ends. So from what we've seen this past weekend, the Bills have already started doing more 13 personnel, which is one running back and three tight ends. And they're also running 22 sets, which is two running backs and two tight ends. This to me is very interesting. I think there's a lot of interesting elements to what we're going to see from Ken Dorsey that could be different from last year. But this one to me might be the biggest because it's unlike anything we've really seen. So I'll start with you, Rico, OJ Howard, Dawson Knox. A lot of people are, when they first think about it, they're, they're thinking about getting, they think about reps being taken away from Knox. And I always mm-hmm. say, that's not what it is. I think the utilization of Howard is going to be in a way that mutually benefits the both of these guys. What do you see being the outcome of having these two guys on the field and how it winds up changing this offense moving forward here. In the words of Dawson Knox, and I quote, it's going to be scary. That's those were his words. Uh, But let me elaborate a little bit on, on what I foresee happening with this, uh, this duo here. Um, A, you've got two versatile players. One, both players can play in line and they can actually be spread out. And, and in today's camp, you saw that very situation happen where it was Dawson Knox that was split out. And you had our friend, Mr. OJ, sitting in line blocking. So that can be done. It's going to be th- this offense is going to be so multiple. It's going to be very difficult. So while you're sitting here focusing on, oh, shit, Dawson Knox is going to be doing something. Here comes OJ Howard down the scene. So um, I love how multiple uh, this offense is going to be. Um, it's not going to have that that Dable. Um, sometimes you know exactly what's coming. Uh, this is going to be unpredictable. We don't know what Ken Dorsey's style is going to be. Um, and the fact that we got uh, Brady from the Panthers on the squad right now, I think it's Joe Brady. Um, so this will be very interesting. I think we're going to be a little more run oriented or more, I would say, more balanced offense this year. And I'm looking forward to it because you'll never know what's coming your way. Uh, but to have two tight end sets. You know what I'm saying? With James Cook, that's, that's going to be plenty playing outside wide. Um, Devin Singletary is going to be in, going into his, his fourth year and looking to have a solid year. Listen, man, this, it's going to be fun to see how this plays out, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know there's some people that were talking that O.J. Howard was struggling in minicamp and so on and so forth. Listen, man, put the shoulder pads on, put the helmet on, and now we'll see what's really good. You know what I'm saying? A little healthier. Um, now you're playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Are you kidding me? So I, I can't see um, any any anything falling. I think this is going to be only positive. Um, good things are coming. It's going to be scary. So let's let's see how scary it does get. I don't have to wait till Halloween for scariness. Let's do it. 
Right, yeah, your never, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So um, just to piggyback on that, man, um, our, our very own uh, contributor, Alex Spencer, just put out an article where he talked about the importance of personnel versatility that you guys can check out right now on the Buffalo Fanatics website and or download the BF Network app to get that access. And he just says this. He says versatility, which is I'm, I'm glad, Rico, you had mentioned the run game. He said versatility should also help in the run game. The ability to come out in 13 personnel with Gabe Davis, who is our best blocking wide receiver, Reggie Gillum, O.J. Howard, Dawson Knox, and James Cook leaves a ton of options on yep. the table. The priority should be to pass the ball, but if you catch a team consistently inviting the run against a heavier package, you should make them pay. At the end of the day, what this does, adding O.J. Howard to the fold, it just makes us extremely versatile. If you can make, mix up the, 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 the personnel packages to play against different uh, 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 matchups within the game, you become unpredictable, which, if I'm not mistaken, is what Brian Dable became uh, uh, in the season and later in the season. He became too predictable. But when you add a guy like O.J. Howard and the likes of James Cook and all the other weapons that we added, it makes his offense so versatile and so unpredictable. If, and I say this is a big if, if the new O.C., Ken Dorsey, can take advantage of those weapons and be creative enough to make this thing work with all the different options. It's got me excited. I mean, what what it has me feeling is we when Rev and I have talked about this a lot. Because oftentimes, the more you talk about different elements of the season coming up, the more you realize all that goes into having this season have an excitement factor unlike any other. And of course, you know, it's, it's the bills being the the Super Bowl favorites and it's Josh Allen being the onset, um, you know, the betting favorite for the MVP, but it's little things like this that I think are what really are taking the excitement level over the top. I know James cook is one of those elements for me. Kair Elam finally having another cornerback on this stud of a defense. I know the biggest takeaway so far these first two days has been how great the defense has looked, especially these younger players. The defense has looked really good in camp. For me, this is another one of those big chunks of excitement that comes to my mind when I think about this coming season. Having a guy like O.J. Howard, who we know, yeah, maybe he's not at where he used to be, but we saw what Dawson Knox was able to do for this team last year in a position where a lot of people, including myself, which I have admitted, I was out on Dawson Knox for a while. I don't know, you know, the way things were going the year prior with the drops and the inability to rely on him, I was definitely in the camp of, man, I don't know how to feel about it. And I know when we had Joe Marino on a few years ago, he thought, you know, because I think you and I were in kind of lockstep there, Rico. And he was like, you guys are nuts. Boy, was he right. And I was mm -hmm. so glad to be wrong seeing what Dawson Knox was able to deliver. And I think similar to what I think James Cook is going to do for Devin Singletary, I think O.J. Howard has the potential to do to Dawson Knox. I think Singletary has a better year this year with the addition of James Cook. And I think the overall run game gets better. Dawson Knox last year, who led the league in touchdowns at the tight end position, I think allowing him to get involved in different ways, right? You have different schemes you can run now with a guy like O.J. Howard. That, to me, just tells me I'm seeing a better tight end performance loading right now for this upcoming season. So I'm super excited. But it was just it's one of those elements, right? When you really step back and you think about all the things that are going into this season. That, to me, is one of them. Now, of course, the big one, and we could touch on this for a second, speaking to Peter King before we uh, get to the end of the show here. Peter King flat out asked Josh Allen, you know, 
Does it matter to you at all that everybody and their mother's got you winning the Super Bowl this year? Because out of all these elements, right, that has us excited, of course, the thing that's got us the most excited is everybody, not just Bills fans, but the vast majority of NFL fans have the Bills either making or winning the Super Bowl this year. And I know we've talked a lot about the pressure that that brings to a team coming into the season. That's why I think week one is so big. You have so much expectation on your shoulders coming in. Josh Allen was asked that question, and he said it doesn't matter at all. It does not matter at all. It changes them this much, a big old goose egg. I'll start with you here, Rico. I believe Josh Allen. He doesn't strike me as a liar at all. I I think he is an honest guy, and to me, you want to talk about somebody who's calm and cool under pressure, it's him. So I believe it. As a team overall, though, do you think that that pressure doesn't doesn't leak in at all, knowing what is being set up for them this season, knowing how that season starts with that schedule? Do you think it's at least a small factor or nothing at all? Nothing at all. And I'll tell you why nothing at all. There's, there's one man that, that, that keeps everything under control and keeps things in perspective for his players, and that is Sean McDermott. McDermott mm-hmm. does not believe all the hype, the outside. Listen, the outside noise, and I think it was, it was quoted, I don't know who it is, I'm paraphrasing here, the outside noise and all that outside chatter is for the folks. It's for the, the, the writers and the, yeah. and the us, right? The, the new media is what they're calling us now, right? That's for them to speculate and, and draw up articles. We know what's at stake. First and foremost, Sean McDermott knows what's at stake. You know, you've been out. Yeah. Let me, let me yes. tip my cap a little bit. You've been out coached by Mr. Andy Reid. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When the games really count, right? Management issues, clock management and communication issues, it falls oh, on man. someone. And that's the head coach, right? He's got to take it. Now, whether you can blame here and blame there, it doesn't matter. We took the L to the Chiefs once again when it really matters. So Coach McDermott is going to keep these guys in line, especially his coaching staff, to make sure we don't believe the hype one game at a time. You know the cliche stuff, right? One game at a time, one quarter at a time, yada, yada, yada. But these guys are not phased whatsoever. They know what's at stake. And when you've been to AFC Championship game, you lost in the division round. You've now tasted the playoffs multiple times. You're not trying to lose again. And you've got, you pretty much got everybody back and you want to lose again? No, sir, re Bob. This is the year that you get over the freaking hump and you get to raise that damn Lombardi. So me, Scott, Rev, you know say Pierre, Bobby can go all the Buffalo and we can sing and dance in the parade and we can say, you know what? The Bills got one Lombardi. We got a championship before we close our eyes for good. Let's go. Rev, I know you got something on this. I know this is this is your this is your I mean, this is where your bread and butter gets made, right? Look, 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 man, you're gonna get me started, man. You're gonna get me started. Look, look, it it is not gonna change Josh Allen's viewpoint of the team's viewpoint at all, man. These these guys are locked and loaded. Do you not think for one second that they don't remember what happened last year? Do you not think what that for one second that they don't remember what happened the year prior? These guys are gonna sit here and do the whole Media talk, the whole pro talk, yeah, yeah, no, this doesn't matter. But deep down on the inside, man, these guys are burning. They're burning to get back on the field. They listen to the hype. The hype means nothing, but you better believe it. They want redemption. They want redemption. They missed their opportunity last year. Whoever you want to blame, blame it. They're not going to say anything, but we know who we think the blame belongs to. But nevertheless, these guys are going to come back this season ready to go locked and loaded because there's only one goal at hand, only one, and that is to win it all. Everything else means absolutely nothing but hoisting that trophy, which I believe is going to happen this year. 
Let's get it, baby. I think we need to find a way this year. Every week you need to do that, but just based on that week's game. So you have to have that same energy, the same everything, and just a minute. And then we need to put that out every week. Because I, I remember when I had that jacket that I posted a picture and we didn't lose for like six Love straight it. weeks. Yes, yeah, that to me might be it. We, we cannot lose if Rev is putting out those sermons like that. Love I that. absolutely love it. I got you, man. I got I you. I love it. Well, hey, folks, we've been flowing around 200 plus live all night, which is absolutely amazing. We're approaching a two hour mark here, so we're going to get wrapping it up shortly. But before we do, I wanted to bring in Evan, who's behind the scenes right now, doing a terrific job uh, doing yes. the producing tonight because Evan is going to be going to uh, the training camp himself three different times next week. He's going to be on fire. So I'm going to bring in Evan now, and I wanted to ask Evan, and all of us can ask him as well. Uh, just you know, Evan, overall, when you're approaching the training camp next week, for you, you're walking in there. What is the one or two things, maybe more, that you are really looking to see from training camp to kind of give you a better read on how the season's going to be? Well, realistically, by the time – I get to training camp, you know, the pads might be on, uh, you know, our guys are going to be more conditioned. They're going to be in a spot where they're going to be playing more physical with one another. They're going to be, you know, in more to that preseason type of mood. As of right now, they're just, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Like you notice that Josh Allen is a little rusty. He's not a hundred percent. You see guys like Stefan Diggs are strong. Like we know he's going to be strong, but like Josh Allen's a quarterback. It's going to, take him a little time to get into the swing of things. So, you know, by the time August 2nd, 4th, and 5th comes around, August 5th is going to be, you know, the blue versus red scrimmage. I'm going to be looking for our pass rush showing up. I want to see Von Miller get to Josh Allen. Like, I don't want to see Josh get hurt, but I would love to see Von Miller knock Josh down. Like, I want to see Von get into the swing mm. of things. I want to see our young corners take that step and look like they can take over for Tredavious White while he's gone. Like, people don't realize, like, we don't have – Levi Wallace here anymore. We don't have that sturdy veteran corner that we, you know, had over the last few years here. Now we have, you know, Kyrie Elam, a rookie. We have Cam Lewis, um, Dane Jackson, who's a nice player, but can, can he step into that CB one role? That's right. Uh, I want to see more consistency out of the running backs. Uh, I want to see Devin Singletary continue what he did at the end of last year. I want to see James Cook be an X factor right out the gate. Uh, I'd like to see Ed Oliver take that next step. I want to see a lot of the players that are on the brink of becoming superstars take that next step, whether that's Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, um, et cetera. Like like Spencer Brown, I like, you know, when Spencer Brown comes back, I want to see him take a step up because I think that'd be very, uh, you know, substantial to have not only Deion Dawkins, who's a borderline elite left tackle in the league and NFL, but to have Spencer Brown, who, you know, is more of a raw prospect, but showed flashes of being a, you know, a good sustainable right tackle in this league. But, you know, there's just a lot of things that we'd like to see. You know, this team is so good. I, I hate to point, point it like this, but we're the second highest rated team in Madden. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, use that as a reference point. I was going to show that I have so those per- perfect <laughs> time. That's great that you're mentioning that. <laughs> but, you know, just, just to you know, show it overall, we have a very well put together team. We have a lot of, you know, players on this team. We don't have a lot of holes. But it's just, you know, seeing those next, you know, some of these guys take that next step and, you know, bring us to the next level, which is getting to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, that's our corners. You know, Josh Allen taking another step. Stefan Diggs getting better. Uh, Gabe Davis taking another step. You'd like to see, you know, Mackenzie Crowder or Shakir, whoever's going to be that slot receiver. It's just, you know, overall the team getting well soundly put together. And I'd like to see the offense flow under Ken Dorsey in his first year as uh, OC. 
open-ended question for everybody here as we wrap up because i think i want i want to hear evan's take on this too as he approaches the training camp and what he might be looking for is there a hot take that you three have that you think could possibly be a storyline as camp emerges something that might not be the status quo but as camp goes on here something that we might see emerge from camp that could be a shocker amongst Bill's mafia. I'll start on the right here with uh, with Rico with me. Ooh, you got something that a hot take. You got something that you, it doesn't necessarily need to be steaming hot, but something that might not be status quo that you could see formulating throughout camp that you know might well, be I'll a bit shocker. Let me start on the defensive side of the ball because uh, right now um, there's a name that's been it was heating up last year, but because we have such great depth. You didn't really hear this player, Nick McLeod. Mm. I'm looking to see Nick McLeod make some noise in camp. He made some noise today. Um, and uh, look for that name to, to, to make some noise. Where he's going to make noise, that's another question. Uh, but the, the one name that I do want to bring up, because this cornerback position is such in flux, if, if you will, um, that's the, the, the old corner uh, from UB. You know what I'm saying? Do not, do not sleep. Uh, on my man so just you wait you wait and see I, i'm looking forward to it but like hot take it's too early for that but i'll just say pay attention to nick mcleod that's the one name that I, that's standing out to me right now made some big plays today josh allen threw a couple pick sixes today so i heard I, I, mm. listen, folks, that's a hot take in itself josh allen throwing pick yeah. sixes but it's early defense is always going to be ahead of the curb ahead of the offense that's just the way it is so i don't get too hot and heavy for that let's just sure. wait till august but for now uh, my hot take is going to be look out for Nick. That's it. You talk to me, Rev. Oh, man, this is tough um, because it, it, it is early, but I'll say this, and I, I, got, I guess I can I can hit with a couple of them. I think that, that we're going to see James Cook getting a lot more attention, getting a lot more carries. Um, you know, whether that means he takes over for Singletary, I, you know, I don't know, but I think as camp heats up, the more they, they see what he brings to the table, um, just with his versatility, I think that he could um, see his reps increase within camp and possibly put some heat upon my man motor. Um, also, I think we need to keep an eye out on Khalil Shakir. Um, you know, I, I had mentioned earlier that, that, you know, he's possibly just going to be, you know, because we know we know McDermott values uh, veterans in the locker room at, at, at various position groups. But, man, you can't leave out a guy who's who may be outperforming some of the vets. So if Khalil Shakir starts to make some noise in that wide receiver room at the slot position, look out, McKenzie. A little dirty, I love you. Look out, Jamison Crowder, because the rookie could be coming for you. Talk to me, Avi. Yeah. What, what's one thing that you could see coming out? My hot take uh, for training camp as of right now, you know, it's – just starting, so it could change. But as of right now, from what I've seen out of our rookie third-round pick, uh, Terrell Bernard, I wouldn't expect that the Bills, they might run more big nickel. Uh, Terrell Bernard is a six foot one, 220-pound, 224-pound linebacker that can you know play like a safety. Uh, and if there's certain times where we might have to bring out Taron Johnson just because you know there's a bigger running back, a.k.a. Derrick Henry, who we play in week two, for our home opener, Terrell Bernard can be a sneaky play as, you know, he can run all over the field. He's faster than Matt Milano. He's a little more shiftier than Matt Milano. He can, you know, get to the quarterback, you know, get through the A-gap if he needs to. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, he's made plays early on in training camp, you know, just reading the articles, you know, from guys like Matt Perino and Sal Capaccio. You know, it, it's apparent, like, he's all over the place. He's made plays on Dawson Knox. He's made plays on James Cook. And, again, he's a six foot one linebacker that's 224 pounds. He's not, you know, the typical linebacker. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills ran, you know, big nickel here and there, just showing the versatility of one of their draft picks. 
Nice, nice setup too, yeah. because uh, that's Love a great, great point. And I'm going to go further than that because just a couple of years ago, we were looking at uh, Kyle Duggar. You know, saying potentially to draft yeah. Dream. Oh, I love Doug. So you feel me? So maybe Kyle, you know what I'm saying? You got me saying Kyle Bernard. Maybe Terrell Bernard becomes that big safety slash linebacker tweener guy that we needed uh, to go up against the big, bigger players, the bigger backs, the bigger tight ends. So great point. Uh, Evan, yeah. one more little thing I want to add. Do not sleep. And I've been, I, I think we've all been talking about it a little bit, but don't sleep on freaking Tavon Austin. I don't know how he's going to make this roster. Boy, oh, boy. The only way he's making this roster right now is, is punt return and kick return, potentially punt return. I ain't sleeping on Tavon Austin, man. I know, and and, and yeah. I have a show that I'm going to be putting together, talk about underrated and under under the, the radar players and underdogs. We all love an underdog story, so keep an eye out for that. But Tavon Austin, man, watch out for that. Is Tavon going to be the new Duke Williams? Hey, there you go. <laughs> away from that. I'm There's always one, the Bills Mafia. <laughs> There's always Bell. one. You know, that's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, the big takeaway here, I think, what we've seen is the wide receiver room this year, man. It's going to be tough for anybody to try to work their way up that depth chart. So um, amazing stuff. Killer stuff tonight, by the way, boys. We're just 10 minutes shy almost at two hours. So we're about to close the doors on this Monday night. But before we do, Evan kind of gave us a little bit of a segue not too long ago. He said the Bills are the second best team in Madden. Now, I figured that would have constituted a ranking in the 90s, but they were an 89 overall, the best team in Madden is the Tampa Bay Bucks at 92. But we la- last well, week... Those are the second best team in Madden? Second best team in Madden at 89 overall. That was great. That's it's the been best a while. ever bet in my life in this Ooh. game. I can't wait to play it. I hope they're really that good in the game. Because they recently, even though they've been good, they really haven't been that good in the game. So mm. I hope they really... I'll tell you up. why they weren't good. Because they kept on making Josh Allen's accuracy bones. They, right. Now that it's, his it still isn't even that good. Epic. I know it isn't. You better watch out. There'd be there'd be a crossing route, and they'd make Josh Allen. Yeah, it's like ten feet out. over his head. Come yeah, yeah, on, you know that's not accurate. Well, so, speaking right. of the devil, that's what I wanted to talk about. Here is the overall rankings for the quarterback. Last week we gave you all the rankings for the other positional groups, and this one, folks, I'm sorry, but this, and I want you your guys to read on this. I'll zoom. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Tom Brady is not the best quarterback in the league right now. I mean, he has no. been forever. I just don't quite understand how you're putting him. What do you mean? He had 5,300 freaking passing yards last I year. I know, I get it, but in a video, more passing running the ball. Ball. 97, Rico? Yes! Aaron Rodgers, 96 over Mahomes and Allen. Rodgers, Listen, 96 over Mahomes and Allen. That's pretty accurate. I would have just put – I would have put uh, Josh Allen maybe at a 93, 94. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm with this list. I'm with this list, man. Joe Burrow's a little no, high for bad. me. It's He's bad. a little high for me. You know, I just, Brady, I don't see a 97. The game oh. is all about being able to move. I mean, he, you ever play with Brady in this game? He's, <laughs> he's, he's money. over. He makes every throw. You have to play with Brady for you to know. He makes every throw. You have to be a Madden player to know this. Brady, he does, he does every make every throw. throw. But what's the funnest thing to do in Madden? Play with either Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, because it expands the game mm, infinitely. I'm you disagree? That. You I'm like playing with the pocket guys, huh? Not necessarily. It's just that when you have – if you know how to maneuver – I've been playing Madden for so long. You know how to maneuver with these, these immobile quarterbacks. You can dart down the field. It doesn't take a whole lot. I hate playing Madden players that just run around all over the place. And yo, you ain't a true Madden player if you're doing that bullshit. But play some ball. Play some you're real. Calling, ball. So you're saying QB rush bush league. That's what you're saying. <laughs> they favor I, the I, legends. Mostly, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's record, his 
Madden rating is exactly what he's he, the guy had a monster year last year. Maybe you can make a, a case for Aaron Rodgers with the MVP being up over over and above him, but like that's pretty damn good, man. Patrick Mahomes should be above Josh Allen. Josh Allen out yeah. of 92 with a 99 power uh, a power. Uh I mean, but Russell Wilson's a little low though. Russell Wilson at 87. Yikes. Yeah, Dak Prescott yeah. ahead of both Herbert. Actually, him being above Lamar Jackson in a game like Madden is also nuts to me. But him, him above Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson's pretty crazy. Mm. Joe I wanted your guys' thoughts on this, though, because, I mean, I figured Brady be up there. I just did not anticipate a 97. I'm yeah, shocked I mean, they didn't do a 99 club this year either. They usually do that to at least one quarterback. Mahomes was 99 last year. They dropped him down to 95. But this yeah, is the highest here. Allen's ever been. Mahomes, I, I, don't have, I, don't have, I don't have anything against, against the top four. I, I think that's fine. Um, I think Earl, the top four needs to be rearranged. How would, you, how would you rearrange it? Yeah, how would you do it? Don't be biased. All right, realistically. No, I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to have Mahomes at one, Rodgers two, Allen three, Brady four, Herbert five. Herbert over Dak Prescott, Justin yeah. Herbert. Yeah. Well, Herbert should I be over, Herbert over Prescott. Over Prescott. He, he should be over Prescott. Yeah. I, I'd have I'd have Mahomes and Rodgers a 99 or a 98, whatever you want to put it. I'd have Allen at like a 95, 96, Brady at a 94, and Herbert probably at like a 90. See, that's, that's the other problem I have probably. with the Brady thing because them at 97, they didn't want to put anybody ahead of them. Like Allen is better than a 92. I think Mahomes is better than a 95. Like, I don't know how they arrived at the 92, but they they, they didn't want to give Brady the 99. There's a debate for me. There's a debate for me for, for, for Rodgers over Brady because he he, he gives Rogers you more. Rodgers should be over Brady, in my opinion. I think yeah, yeah. He, he gives you more, uh, more in the run game. Brady had a more monster year. People don't realize he did. How, no, he, he did. did. He definitely did. He did. Yeah, with 102.1 passer rating. I mean, he, I guess he maybe I'm just still shell shocked to see a graphic in 23 pop up where he is at a 90. I mean, maybe that's just what it all comes down Dude, to. I don't Brady, know. Brady, 5,300 yards, 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions with a 102 rating. Dude, you, you what are you going to put him a third, fourth best quarterback for Madden purposes? Yeah, but the, yeah, but they also he also had the most passing attempts in football and a pass heavy orientated offense. Like his numbers are going to be like. A little more inflated than other guys. Like the compared next to I was forty six hundred yards. Uh, sorry, who was the next guy? I forget. I can't even. I just closed my page. Anyway, I think the Raiders are right. The only thing that I have a big issue with is Deshaun Watson at a rating of eighty four. That's just hanging oh, out. I didn't even see that. Is that true? Him a rating of eighty four. I was like, wait a minute. Where's Deshaun yeah. Watson? You should be there. Really? Like, anybody wow. and their mama ask you a top ten quarterback list right now, based on football alone, no about the outside noise, football alone. He's a top ten quarterback. But you wow, got this I didn't guy. see that. His, his rating is 84. Dak <laughs> Prescott is egregiously high on this. Ridiculous. But I know the way at the man works. They'll give you your rating, your overall rating to drop, but like your accuracy and your throw power, that doesn't change too much. Awareness may change a little bit, but like 84 egregious. I, I don't agree with that. Mm, and they yeah. update it throughout the year now. So we'll they see will. what happens. We'll see. But the Bills had a top 10 positional group, and I think everything but um Oh, line. Maybe it was. I think line. Oh, Edmonds was eight. Number eight. They had Edmonds at eight in linebacker. So, what was Allen's last year rating? Because that's a big jump. I think he was like eighty-five or something. But Mahomes was ninety-nine. That's a pretty significant um, drop off. Wow. So they dropped. They dropped Mahomes. Let's see. Josh Allen, Madden twenty-two rating was. No. I think he got up to a 96 last year, but I think he's he got up to a nine. Yeah, right here. He started with an 85. There you go. That's a big jump, man. Seven, seven point jump. That's big. That's huge. That team's going to, I can't wait to get that game, man, because they're going to be nasty in that. They're going to be nasty to play with. I skipped, I skipped last year. I think I might, I might jump on this year. 
It'll be fun. I got to do it. It's tradition. It's tradition. Yeah, but you're right. You're right about Brady, man. He had 719 attempts last year. That's crazy. It is crazy. 719 to to Aaron Rodgers. Just like I think he had like just 530. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, craziness. I'm dying to see how it all goes down this year for all these guys, but we're very close to it. But we're close to the end of this one, and it was a good one. We floated around 200 all night, so thank you guys so much for keeping it locked. Just under two hours in this one. So good to have our main man, Rico, back in the saddle. Yes, Ev was here. Ev was here. Ba was here. It was a great, great night. I think it's because finally we got some Bills football to talk about, and that's what we're going to have, ladies and gentlemen, until mid-February. And Absolutely. that's what I'm freaking talking about. We go talk to me. What's the schedule this week like? Because I know we're back. To our this week. We're back at it again, folks. Do not forget to put your notification. Hit that notification bell. You got Zbot today. You got me tomorrow. You got Rev. That's going to be revving it up on Thursday. You're going to stick on Thursday. And we're back at it again with your boy Rico on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we might even sneak peek you a little something uh, midweek. You know what I'm saying? If not this week, next week. So keep it locked. Love that. In the flow of things, we're going to put our foot back on the necks and let's get this thing rolling. So, folks, that's the schedule. Let's get back into the routine of things. And by the time season starts, we'll be rolling and ready to go. God, I'm hyped. I'm way too hyped for 10 p.m. Also, Let's do it, have, like we just talked about, he'll be at camp three straight days. We're going to try to soak him dry with content from the uh, camp and get as much out of him as we possibly can. So Absolutely. for now, two days of camp in the books, several more to go. And before we know it, football, regular season football, rather, is going to be here. And we got you covered all the way up until then. So like Rico said, smash that like, hit that subscribe button, and ring that bell, baby, because we got it coming to you. Hot and heavy. We'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Make sure to watch Rico tomorrow, Rev Thursday, and God knows what else we'll have coming. Because, like I said, football's here, and we are here, baby. Already, we got stuff coming to you. All right, show. Give me a go, Bills, everybody. Go, Go Bills. Bills. Go, Bills. Got a funny story for you guys. Hold on, let me give you that funny story right now. (laughs) Put them back. I had a Bills moment. Taking the music. I wanted to tell you guys that. I took the kids to the park, right? And we're swimming. And I was wearing my Cubs hat. And this lady thought that I was wearing a Bills hat. So she goes, hey, I, I thought, I'm sorry. I, I was looking over. I thought you were wearing a Bills hat. I'm sorry. I'm like, actually, I'm a big Bills fan. Uh, Bills big fan. And she's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, are you from here? She's like, no, I'm actually from Buffalo. I was like, no kidding. And you're sitting here. I'm like, are you, do you follow social media? Are you into that? She's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, do you follow the Buffalo Fanatics? And she's like, yeah. I was like. Here we are. She's like, no way. Anyway, we start chopping it up. She's leaving. Then she yells, go Bills. I cringed. I was like, no, I didn't think this opportunity was going to come, and now I have to do it. So I yelled back at go Bills. I was like, like, hey, everybody, give a virtual clap for Rico. He says go Bills. There you go. Look at you go, Rico. All in the same you, you got the blue cheese under your oh, belt. Man. You're saying go Bills. You yeah, are yes. finally converting. You yeah, are finally go. converting. I felt, I felt, I'm I proud of you. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud I of you. Off, I felt off saying it, but part of me was like, well, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. With, there you go. With Can't that said, every yeah. time you see Rico, no matter what, make sure to give him a go, Bills. You got to give it to him. Did, Rico, did you give him the autograph? That's what I want to know. Because no she, autograph, you know, autograph. Your star, she saw you. We talked about that earlier. Rico, he's not doing oh, that. Wow. He, he's letting Come the fans. On, he's, he's keeping them. He's keeping them in demand. 
It was all oh, love. Man. Our kids were off. The kids were all, when you when you're dealing with kids, there's no time to all that. It's like chatting, chatting. You're watching. You're not really paying attention. Yeah, that's a cool fun. moment though. It was all fun. You heard that. That's, that's a memorable oh, first go bells. That's a memorable. I, gotta, first I had to tell these guys about it. I was like, no. <laughs> so that was that was it, man. So that's it for me. Appreciate it. There we go. Yes, that's it for all of us. Go bells, especially go for you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.